Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV broadcast. This week, we're going to be talking about lore. Because we have a book that's about 304 pages that almost put Ethos out of a job. And we have do a we? lot to say about it. Do we? Do we all? Do yeah. we all? Do, do we all? Well, we the, all the, 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 be the better of us have it. Um, oh, the better of us, okay. That's, yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. Okay. Well, anyway, I am one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy, Poverone. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. You my boy, Blue. How you doing? Oh, sorry. I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> was that you texting? Sorry, I was, I, I, I was in the middle of the turn on birthright. I was good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's professional. Hashtag uh, professionalism. Days without incident zero. Oh, that's your day without incident at the very least. How, how is that an incident? I was just on... Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. You being an asshole is hardly an incident. It's more like a regular yeah, occurrence. Pretty much, pretty much. There you go. All right. Uh, but anyway, and then uh, if we're going to talk about lore, there's only one person that we really, really need to consider as our third host. I mean, do you guys think, oh, come on, it's like, who who else am I going to do? Of course it's not Ethis. <laughs> it's Ethis. It's Mary. No, we got we got Moose instead. <laughs> we, we fired we fired. No, no, Ethis, it, is, yeah, it is Mary. It's like because yeah. you can't tell them apart. Yeah, you can't tell them apart. Minus one literally is Australian. Yeah, minus everything. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, you're both white, so if you're both white, you're both Ben Affleck. So that's uh, we're both Ben Affleck. Mm. Yeah. No, no, somebody's got to be Damon in that one. No, no, no. no. no that, the rule is no. you white, then you Ben Affleck. Yeah. He's right. He's right. There we go. Y'all can eat a buffet. Welcome, welcome everybody. We're not in Vegas anymore. There's less buffets around here. It was your book club. The Australian Mary. <laughs> the Australian Mary. Oh, man. So, originally, before FanFest, we had all these shows planned out, and one of them was to do Arizivia this week. Then this thing happened. Mm. And now we realize Whoops. that if we, were to, if we were to do Arizivia this week, it would be hardly adequate why do that when we could wait an extra couple of weeks and do Aerzivia hmm. with two yeah. point with 3.45 palace of the dead lore and whatever information we get in here plus it gives sly time to actually get the book because from what no, I no, no 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 like the book won't be arriving until uh and this is square enix's words themselves uh november whose fault is that Sly? november you mean so sly i want you to know that november like, so I would say late from... November, though. Okay, well, okay, well, then you better really, really try next time, because you're going to need to. <laughs> like Next time, aka two years from now? Thank you. No, next time, no, I mean next time we do Aerozivia. Yeah, in what, two weeks? We're doing it in two weeks. Uh, oh, well, great, yeah, three. thanks. Three, Maybe. We, have, we have something Maybe. else planned in two weeks. Three weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, Don't worry. So I, would, I wanted to give him time to study, but we've already... Uh, Sly knows we've been working on scheduling something for... Um, well, actually, no, two weeks from now. There, no, no, two weeks from now, there is an opening. Um, but the following week after that, we have something, and then we still got to get Ash on for a show, so... Yeah. Because uh, we moved I, his I back need, pretty I, pretty I need far. money. Yeah. Oh, did you see the picture he posted on Twitter, Ash? No. No. I, th I think it was him with the gill cap or something. Uh... Again? I don't know, or maybe, or maybe one of his retainers hit Gilcap. Him with the Gilcap again? Well, maybe one of his retainers hit Gilcap. You know, like it's gotta, you gotta do things. You know, you gotta do work and, uh, and make bucks and things like that. Uh, yeah. where, where is? It? Let me see. When your retainer is richer than you, his retainer has uh, 
951,936,164 gil. And uh, Ashelia Dalmasca has 945,457,423. So he has 6 million less than his, than his retainer, you know. So we're going to have that guy on the show. At some point. It's a sad world when a fucking retainer has more money than me. And you know what? He did that with PS4 share, proving that PS4 players are better than PC players. Hashtag two months. That proves it. Yeah, that proves it. But today, we don't have Ash on the show. We don't have Air Zivia. We have oh, damn. this. We have a book. We have a book. It's very rare that we could do a show about a book. But this book is not just any book. This is Encyclopedia Eorzea. The, at least as of 3.4, full just compendium of lore information that they, feel, they felt was okay to reveal to us. Mm-hmm. But none of the Warring Triad, apparently. Well, no, the Warring Triad's in here, and we're going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, it's got a page. we got a page on the Warring Triad. we got a page on the <laughs> A page of the Warring Triad. Yeah, look, see? A page. There's yeah. Seth, look how big Sephiroth <laughs> is and how tiny Sophia is. Well, that's, Zervon. you know, it's that's because scale. That's because when they were writing this, Sophia wasn't in the game yet. Like, yeah. while this was being written and when it was completed and before it was printed, she yeah. wasn't in the game. That's, well, this was, this was printed as uh, 3.3 was coming out. Yes. And then they put it on sale mm-hmm. at, uh, at FanFest and whatnot. Mm-hmm. When I green screen it, like, green screen's like half the book, I feel. Because, because the, I'd imagine the green screen messes oh up the my. pages. All right, yep. you can see my one. Oh. Yeah, there you go. I'll just turn off the green screen. How about that, guys? We'll just, we'll just turn it off and you can see the green behind me because I'm going to need that for later anyway. That way the book isn't lost into the, the greenness of the screen. So, Sly, where's yours? Let's green. Why do you not have one right here? Why couldn't you have just like said, hey, does anybody want to get me a lore book? Because I'll probably want it. And I'm not gonna sit on that, stand on that fucking line. Do you no, know no, no. the shit he would get if he was just like, I'm not gonna stand. I know this. other people who did that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and they I, got shit, didn't they? Did they? I don't know. They don't tell anybody. <laughs> you could have done it and not told anybody. I mean, I, I had to, you know. Mel stood on on line for this one while I was doing all the Dude, other things. I had so many people like near the front of the line saying to me, "Hey, at this point, you just, you know, come in here, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you." No, don't like, cut in the line. Don't be yeah, dead. that's the thing. No, no, no. I'm gonna adopt that line. I'm like, hey, hey, you walk up, you ask, you say, "Hey, is anybody get? Is anybody in the merchandise line?" Because I got, I didn't realize it was gonna be such a shit, shit show. So I'm at seven hours back, and I don't know if they're gonna have the lore book. And I, and I really, somebody goes, "Yeah, I wasn't planning on getting it, but I could, I could spare an extra fifty bucks and help you get it." Like, don't fucking cut in the line like an asshole. I didn't ask you to do that. No, I had to I had to do the, you know, wait for a ticket to get in line the second day. Like I was I mm-hmm. got up at like what and then they were sold out. And then they were sold out, like right before I got there. Yep. So, yeah. Look, no one no one was gonna do Sly any favors. They don't want to collaborate with the United Negro lore book fucked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that goes right because, along with your United Negro because, fund. Because lore is a terrible thing to waste, apparently. There you go. I can get behind that. So from what I understand, the wait list um, was opened up earlier today so people could yep. start pre-ordering it again. If you're on the wait list, everyone, check your emails because you probably received one if you haven't checked yet. I don't know if it's sold out again. It probably is by this point, I'd imagine, because of how quickly they were selling out. But uh, yeah, this uh, wonderful beauty is uh, 50 bucks plus shipping. I've heard shipping is pretty disastrous in Europe or in Canada. It's pretty heavy. Well, I mean, mostly because it goes as soon as it goes international, the price yeah. on the price shipping drops. hikes hard. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Um, but the big thing that we're going to be talking about are the things in this book that are really of note, because this sheds a lot of light on things that we had kind of hoped to know about. And Ethis, as far as I know, um, mm -hmm. you're also working on a series to talk about everything that this book proved that you were wrong about. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is going to be out in the next couple of days. Um, and honestly, there's, there's, there's not that much in here that we haven't been able to construe. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, we've been able to deduce and what hasn't been like officially confirmed. We look at it and we're like, yeah, no shit. But there are quite a few things where we're like, oh, wow, really? Oh, shit, that's crazy. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of those today. And like Mike says, uh, I'm going to be doing a series on, uh, on all the things that I was grossly wrong about before anyone else met it, just to get in and tell me how wrong I was. Trying to beat that. And then as soon as you said that in the video, everyone was like, shit, what? Oh, where is Com it? Oh, comment right guy. now so I can <laughs> say I beat him to it. Well, there actually, Ethis. You know, actually, as you can see, uh, actually, page, uh, in page uh, 29, uh, paragraph 4, you were wrong. you made 12 months ago before we knew anything about anything. <laughs> oh, Ethis. You are a pleasure. Before we... <laughs> Before we go any further, though, I want to give Ethis a second to, uh, well, last week we poked Mary's brain about FanFest, and we're not going to talk about it as much this time, because we have the lore book to talk about. But how was, because you you had to make a hell of a trip to get out to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Crazy. Um, yeah, well, I was, I was traveling for, you know, nearly 20 hours uh, there and back. So the whole time there was a bit of a fever dream that accompanied with the fact that the inside of the Paris is like... I don't know, it's the fucking twilight zone. Like time never changes. There's no, there's no natural. Yeah, that's that's casinos in general. That's, yeah. yeah, that's casinos yeah. in general. But the ceiling making it look like you're outside. Yeah, like, yeah, it really, really fucks with you. Um, so I was very, very jet lagged and just completely overwhelmed because uh, before that weekend, like I'd never actually met anyone face to face that uh, that consumes any of my shit. Um, so yeah, it was really overwhelming and like people asking me for photos and autographs and stuff like that. I was like, what? me this guy okay all right um yeah it was it was crazy it's uh it was very inspiring and humbling and uh i'd, I'd like to thank all of you for uh you know helping me get over there even if you didn't directly help me just by you know watching this and watching my videos and stuff you guys are uh yeah you're welcome anyway yeah. <laughs> thank you for the shirt by the way yeah, they're nice. They're really nice shirts, actually. Yeah, they're pretty comfortable. I gotta admit, mm. I was gonna wear, it, and then I forgot that I was planning on wearing it. And so when I saw yours, I was like, "Oh, I'll grab it." Yeah, oh, it worked, I'd say it worked out pretty well. Oh yeah, Sly, where's yours? Yes, what? Oh, that's right. I didn't have any big enough. For Sly. <laughs> was that? It? I'm a complete fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> how 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 inconsiderate at this? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Sly fat. <laughs> Sly fat. So Pretty before much. we go any further, we since we are going to be talking about the specifics, this is technically a spoiler cast. Mm -hmm. That is one thing to remember. If there's anything you don't want to know lore-wise in this book, you want to read it for yourself, you just want to experience it in the game, whatever, this is your warning. Because from this point on, it's an open book. So yeah. anyone wondering what's going uh, So, uh, yeah, that is Say of the Realm for tonight. God. <laughs> See, I was just going to say, um, so for anyone wondering what Sly's going to do, luckily he can provide commentary on said topics. Mm -hmm. And we're basically going to go through the eight, the eight books 
the section, it, the book itself is broken up into what is called the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and the eighth books, plus some supplementary stuff like currency and measurements, uh, publishments in Eorzea, which it's clearly missing some because I have articles I got from FanFest that are not in this book. It's bullshit. Um, we're just going to talk about each one and kind of go over some of the highlighted details. And I'm really going to let Ethis kind of dictate where a lot of that goes unless there's something of note. Because oh, I know shit. he's All actually right. gone through the book. You haven't? I've not, not everything. Oh, okay. So you're more versed on yeah, the Yeah, Mike didn't have an 18 hour flight to read the entire book. Yeah, I didn't have that 18 hour flight, man. I was oh, streaming for like, streaming oh, and working for 18 hours all, like, every day last week, though. Right. Okay, all right, okay. So, I, again, I want you to go through each of the books and kind of direct us on things about topics that you'd like us to kind of talk about and consider here, ones that you consider specifically of note. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we can start with book one for any of you who would like no, to let's, read it. Uh, how about you just don't listen to what I said and skip book one? Why does this feel like church? Like, oh, we're gonna all on the first day. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna skip book one, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Don't be. A dick. This is like church. All right, everybody, get into your Bibles and turn to book one. Uh, we're gonna be reading from the book of. On the first day, Sly did not have his book. Yeah, I didn't bring my Bible to church. Amen. I'm sorry, y'all. Amen. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'll, I'll pay. You're going to hell, so you better you better pay uh, tribute, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Tides and Tides. offerings. There you go. So, anyway, Ethis, what's the first thing? Um, which is, you know, if you guys see my metaphysic videos, it, it kind of covers a lot of this stuff. And uh, it's, uh, it's pretty basic what it talks about in the book. It's talking about, uh, you know, the fact that we've, uh, we've got ether as the source of not only energy but matter so if you kind of think about it in terms of like basic atomism um we've got again the basic building block of everything energy and matter uh energy is converted into matter think of i don't know some star trek bullshit uh we got our six elements which can be either uh astral or umbrella aligned yeah and a lot of people were thinking for a long time that you know there were certain elements that were necessarily umbrella aligned and um, and the white so, mage black mage quest kind of led us to believe that as well because yeah, yeah, they definitely indicated that yeah um but uh that is not in fact the case so that's cool um and then i mean i feel like all, all this shit we know quite well like primals tempering primals, ethereal yeah, travels yeah, yeah, all yeah, been yeah, fairly well explained yeah i think i think we all know this pretty well um, it is uh, worth noting. Do they do they talk about the sundering in here? No, they talk about that later. No, that's that's when we get to the uh, astral umbral errors, don't they? Isn't that when they, they talk, talk about, about the sundering with that? Do they really? Do they? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. they do. They do. Yeah, okay. they do. They um, I think the big thing here for me personally, and this clears up a lot of questions that that people had, was the geography. Mm -hmm. It finally it has something to say about Aldenard, Ilzebard, Othar, yes. Tavnir, Maricidia, the Northern Empty, the Southern Seas, and the New World, which everyone thought was Vanadil for a very long yes. time. <laughs> I was I was, uh, I was especially excited about the uh, the Northern Empty because this is a term I don't think we've actually heard anywhere before, is it? Um, and we get you know a, a fair confirmation that uh, we do actually have Eslant up there, which is the uh, traditional. Uh, home of the Seawolf clan, uh, and we've got uh, the native uh, Charlene quite close by, and that's all in the in the frozen north. And then, of course, we get Maricidia, and we actually do get a bit of uh, concept out of Mar Maricidia, which is 
and, and like, even more interesting is it shows people. It shows it shows people. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going. on. Anyway, there you go. There it is, guys. Show and tell. Um, and it turns out that uh, Mary City is basically Australia. Um, mm. So everything there will kill you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. By yeah. the way, shout out for Sly having a voice with that new microphone. By the way, Ooh, your audio is so yeah. much more consistent now. It's so good. Just don't yell it. I love me. it. I love it too. Wow. Trust wow. me, uh, I love it too. Now, the one thing, uh, since I don't have the fucking book, uh, geography-wise, is there anything they allude to in uh, with wait going towards four Is there any allusions to four or Alamigo or anything like that within? There is, but not in the geography section. Yeah, There's a section later about Alamigo. If anything, gotcha. yeah. what a lot of people probably want to read about is, since we've actually heard about this continent far more, is authored. Um, because authored hmm. is where the 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 Aura, well, where our Aura, where our first introduction yeah. to them came from, which was Yugiri. Um, mm -hmm. It talks about how it's far east. It's the smallest of the three great continents with, I believe, Garlem was Garlemald or uh, Maricidia. No, no, no. Maricity is south of the three great continents. Garlemald yeah, is, the, is, is the is the is the final. Ilzabad's the center one. Yeah, which is Garlemald, which is the largest. Yeah, the and Aldenard is not considered a part of it. It's just part of Eorzea, not a part of the three great continents. No, Aldenard is one of the three great. It says great westernmost, westernmost. Yeah, yeah. I guess that three. kind of it's grouped yeah. with with yeah. Yeah, so Al kind of... Aldenard is one of the three great continents. It's just that, it's just that Eorzea itself uh, takes up. Aldenard and then you know Australia. and Ilsebard. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So the recent invasion. Let's see. For thousands of years, little interaction has taken place between Ilsebard and Authord. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that. Let's see. Deadly wastelands which restrict all land routes. Didn't they talk a little bit about how? Uh, it doesn't they talk a little bit later about how the routes between. The traveling routes was a big thing with Alamigo and its history because that's why Alamigo warred against Gridania was because of the the introduction of traveling by sea to trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's worth talking about. Uh, do we want to talk about that now? We could go not? into that now because I think that with uh, that's that's really most of the information they talk about here yeah, is. So, so uh, Alamigo, as you guys know, it's pretty close to the border of Yelzabad. So uh, Alamigo basically established itself uh, largely as like a, a trading town where people would have to like move through in order to, you know, uh, export and import goods. Um, and they put massive taxes and tariffs on said goods. And that's, that's how they survive because, you know, they're in the middle of a, a ostensibly a bloody desert and there's not much else there in terms of industry. Um, so that's how they survived and prospered. And like you say, Mike, once uh, Eorzean started developing other means of, uh, of trading, you know, via the sea, particularly uh, when, you know, piracy became less and less of an issue, um, we started avoiding those, those taxes and tariffs. And that's when Alamigo decided that they needed to uh, stretch their legs a little bit. So I guess my question is, they were a medium for trading, but they're mm -hmm. really closely, most closely connected with Garlemald. Did they, you, did they trade with Othard? Does it mention that here? Yeah. It does? Did yeah. they trade with Othard? Uh, Othard they, being across the east, across the sea, southeast. Yeah, of... yeah, look, they did. Most of the trade uh, for Othard came through, uh, through Favner and, uh, and Limsa directly. Most of that was already seabound. 
Um, most of the, the trade that Alamigo was concerned with was the stuff that was coming uh, through Ilzabad and stuff that was going into Ilzabad. Uh, obviously that being the, the Garlane homeland, but this was you know, a long time before the establishment of, of Gallimold. Gallimold was this tiny little nation way, way up north. And then they discovered Magitek. Yeah, and then they discovered Magitek. But before then, you know, Ilzabad was, was a little bit like Eorzea in terms of having, you know, a bunch of different uh, nations and cities and stuff like that. And all of the trade for all those cities were coming through Alamigo. So Sly, I'm going to give you a question. It's specula a speculatory one for 4.0. Okay. Alamigo, we're, we're helping the resistance, and I'd say the conditions here haven't really changed. We still have sea-bound trade, and the question mm -hmm. is, even if we were to liberate them, how would they survive without aid? I think that's still a question. Do you think that's going to be sort of a, a, sort of a major plot point? Plot point yeah. or problem, problem point with, uh, with sort of fixing the problems with Alamigo and actually assisting them? And not to start. Not to start, though. That's like a 4.1, 4.2 kind of problem, two, like after it's established. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I think the solution for that is really straightforward, to be honest, because what uh, is it? Alamigo, once they started having you know, problems by, by people bypassing their, their trade routes, they turned to uh, effectively a, a, a military economy. Um, and they became, as, as we understand through the book and through you know, in-game sources, they became ostensibly the most powerful uh, military force out of all of uh, the Eorzean city-states, including Ishgard, which is quite, quite interesting, quite impressive. Um, and the thing is, that's still very much an option available to them. If we liberate Amigo, we can use their war machine, we can use the Galane war machine. You know, the Galanes have been building factories and shit all through the uh, Alamegan capital. Mm -hmm. Your audio keeps cutting back, by the way, Ethis. I'm not sure why. Maybe that's because I'm like leaning forward and back. Forward and back. God and damn forward it. and back. And Sorry, guys. I'll tell you what. I'll take just one foot forward. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I reckon the, the, in terms of their industry, in terms of surviving, they're going to be very much about the, the front line. Is that going to get to uh, be a grand company there? Hopefully. That would be sweet. Now, Mike, you just brought this up a second ago. When do you think... We, uh, because you got to remember with the whole Dragon Song War, it took patches for it to play up like pretty much everything going on with the Dragon Song War. When do you think will, like, how long do you think the liberation of Alameda? Do you think, so what you're saying is the liberation will probably not be done in 4.0? No. Okay. That's God. a fair thing to assess because the Dragon Song War lasted all the way till 3.3. .3, and that yeah, was and our. But I but actually, you know, if, if we think about 3.0, while the Dragon Song War was a, was a front point, it very quickly became mm -hmm. secondary to the Asian threat with uh, with the uh, with Thordan himself. Mm -hmm. And sort of, we took out Nidhogg early, and we were like, "But this leaves so many more questions." And then Nidhogg reviving was Astinian being like, "Yeah, it's, it's, sure, I'll hold both. Whatever. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm, he's dead. So, oh, okay. So yeah, my my question is like. In terms of story, in terms of patch and everything, like, um, well, we know, we, we all agree that, you know, the Liberation Alamigo won't be 4.0. It'll probably be a future patch. When will we get, like, with Liberation, will that uh, bring the access to the resources and everything that's there, or will that be a kind of future plot point in itself? 
I've, I, I'm still of the idea I want Alamigos Liberation to take till 4.4. I want it to be the, uh -huh. ra the rate of the patch. I want, they've already, mm. they have a story mode now, and if they continue using a story mode, there's no reason why Alamigos Liberation can't be something more closely tied to a raid of some kind. I feel like it gives it the weight that we need, that we didn't have with Alexander. Mm. So mm. I think that, I, I don't think Alamigos Liberation is going to be immediate, because that would imply that the Hamlet that we're getting um Vralger's reach is mm -hmm. it's gonna it's basically gonna be Ishgard where then we end up in yeah. this place like Idleshire and does Alamigo is Alamigo our equivalent to Idleshire and we liberate it in 4.0 and build it up like we do with everything else I don't know it's not like it was destroyed it was just it's all Garlean tech now right what, so what you I think it'll to... go ahead go ahead what, what I want to see in in regards to that is as as we know Vralger's reach is going to be our our hub it's not, Alamigo is not going to be our hub because that would be ridiculous. What well, we're just going to walk straight in there. Um, what I see being our Idleshire equivalent, uh, like you say, Mike, might be a, a, like a pocket or a district of Alamigo that we've, uh, you know, managed to take and is in sort of like this state of uh, perpetual uh, conflict that we've basically like boarded up, you know, windows and walls and stuff like that. And we've got like right. just a couple of streets um, with the rest of it still being, you know, occupied by Garmold and it, it, it effectively being a war zone. And so as so as the uh, as the conflict kind of I wouldn't say dies down, but as the conflict grows more in our favor, it will probably build up more like Idleshire does within patches. We'll probably have access to more stuff within within the um, Walrus Reach. Uh, within Alamigo, you mean? No, yeah, okay. he wants he wants us to liberate a small section of Alamigo. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. yeah. I want to push that into a small yeah. section and like work from there outwards. Um, okay. You know what? I I do think I really don't think the liberation for I really think the the conflict within the Garlean Empire is going to be the major conflict of 4.0 Xenos being a oh, problem. Definitely. I think that yeah, I think yeah. liberating Alamigo is going to take longer than 4.0. I think that yeah. the issues with Nero Tolskeva and Omega will and Ilbert and Xenos, uh, those will take precedent in 4.0 over directly like, hey, I finished level 70 story quest and Alamigo's free, which just doesn't, mm -hmm. just doesn't seem likely to me. No. Yeah, we can all agree on that. All right. Well, we spent plenty of time on the first book, and while there is sections about Heidelin and Zodiac, I think probably the, the first section of the lore book that really got me and hooked me was her history, which is the second book. Ooh, okay. So we're skipping. All right, everybody with, with we'll books, be here, we are we'll going be, to... We'll be here all day if we try to cover every single individual section. Everybody oh. in the church, we are turning to second book, her his, her, <laughs> her story. In, in Koji name, we pray amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, do, you want to, do you want to talk about the uh, the first few astral number hours? Because this is the first we're hearing of them. Yeah, that's been one of the biggest things. Since pretty much the beginning of 14 and the, the introduction to the idea of umbral and astral eras, everybody's looked for mm -hmm. any clue possible to figure out which calamities were when. We know each mm -hmm. calamity had to do with an element. And mm -hmm. I, for a long time, it was rumored those were how our primals were created until we played A Realm Reborn and that information was kind of skewed. Because it is yeah. wind, mm -hmm. lightning, fire... Uh, mm -hmm. water, earth, mm -hmm. and ice. And then mm -hmm. we have Bahamut, which is the seventh. Yeah, and that's, that's why uh, Lufin, when he was writing the, you know, the five uh, astroeras, he was like, all right, you know, the sixth one, that's going to be all the elements. So that one's going to be done. And then we're going to have eternal peace or some bullshit. And we're like, mm, well, actually, it turns out that the, uh, the calamities don't actually have to be 
elementally aspected because Bahamut's uh, fuck hell shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> someone some would argue he's fire, but he's he's not. No, he's, the, the he's third just, umbral era is the calamity of uh, the third umbral era is the calamity of fire. That is correct. Yes, um, and it, it's still it's still the case. I mean, we've only got what like a paragraph on each of these. Yeah, areas. they're not they're going to want to explore anything that has to do with these calamities, and I think we've seen that with the shadows of Mach. They'll mm -hmm. they'll explain it in game through some other means to, to Look, a much greater degree. I'm I'm not sure if they will because if we've, if we've, it's relevant, if they can make it relevant to yeah, our era. Yeah, if they can. But um I mean Alec fell five thousand years ago. If we think about this in like real world terms, the uh the the ruins of Alig are much, much, much older than anything that we see even in uh, ancient Egypt today. Right. Um, and Koji's been asked about this and asked about, you know, where the ruins from the previous civilizations and stuff like that. And he's like, how the hell would anything survive for 20,000 years through all of these various calamities? Um, and I think that that definitely still holds. And the fact that we've only got like a little paragraph on, you know, oh, they've uncovered some bones and some basic stone tools and, um, you know, so on. I don't think we're ever going to be seeing all that much of the uh of the areas preceding the the third uh, astral to be perfectly honest yeah and the big thing with the first calamity of wind is it is incredibly vague because yes it's it implies that there was an era before the first before the calamity of wind in which yeah. something existed but we don't know yeah. what and no one knows what it is but it seems that uh uh biologists i don't know what like an aorzean biologist aorzeists <laughs> like what what would an aorzean biologist look like we don't we don't a have, scholar uh, a botanist no a no bot i mean i mean i mean in terms of like biological sciences and stuff like that we explain things with humors we explain things with like the movement of ether and stuff like that like there's nothing that resembles uh earth biology anywhere in aorzea but anyway biologists seem to think and they're, they're sort of making a, a sort of a jab at the whole primordial soup kind of thing. They're suspecting that there was, you know, this period of, of millennia and millennia and millennia before the first umbral era, era, I should say, in which, you know, things first started to evolve and stuff like that. So what we've previously described as the time of the 12, and a lot of people, uh, you know, seem to think that the, the 12 were literally hanging around there um we're getting some challenges to that yeah and maybe that actually wasn't i'm in day. that boat because the time of the 12 was considered a time where the 12 ruled the land and that's when mm -hmm. the separation of zodiac and Heidelin happened and also mm -hmm. the birth of of uh humanoid races mm -hmm. which seems they allude to that here but i find it most interesting that the only seeming proof that they may have that the it's even a calamity of wind is that moogles speak of a time before the second calamity in which yeah. there were wind-driven disasters. In, in which it was windy. <laughs> which for Moogles could literally mean anything, because they're useless. Yeah. So it's vague as shit. And honestly, I kind of, I kind of like, and this is like a theme running through the whole book with a lot of the history and stuff like that. Uh, it's not super spoilerific. It is. It still, it still tingles the mind to think. Yeah, because because it's written in such a way that it's, uh, you know diegetic so it, it it basically the book uh could exist in eorzea and it would make sense 
Um, so there, there is like a lot of debate here. There's, uh, you know, some historians think that, some historians think this, and uh, I really like that, the fact that we do still get to, uh, you know, think for ourselves, use our imaginations a little bit. And uh, like we say, pretty much everything up to the, the rise of Alec is, uh, is very much like that, isn't it? Yeah, I find um, the second Umbrella Era to be quite interesting. Yeah, because it seems to be the it seems to be the birth of using primals to cause an umbral era. Mm -hmm. Main reason being is that when they went underground to escape the uh, the Levin bolts from the mm -hmm. heavens, when they asked the heavens for power, mm -hmm. um, they found out that they it discovered magic that was mm -hmm. fueled by faith. Mm -hmm. Do we? Th what do we think? Kind of what kind of primals do you think we're talking about here? Because this is we're talking about the races we're not talking about ixols and sylphs yeah. and whatnot yeah. we are talking mm -hmm. about the human races here that discovered this mm -hmm. sly what do you sly what do you think what do you think is going on here in the second umbral era like i said the, the only reason it's a calamity of lightning people exist now they're all assholes they asked the gods for power they said fuck you they threw lightning bolts at them and they hit underground and that's where they discovered magic what so i think these are primals that we haven't encountered but have been in that's what I'm thinking. Could they call back to this in the story you think at some point? Eventually, that... yeah. Like uh as we go further along, maybe in four point oh, but uh as as far as which primals, these are the primals that we don't know of. Um Could it be the twelve? If you see a kind of not, not no no no. I wouldn't even go as far as the twelve, but I'm I'm just gonna go uh as far as like maybe this is kind of retconning the new the newer primal the one that we like we historically speaking don't know of but has been in there within the uh second umbrella era i guess um yeah it might be retconning a new primal it might be retconning a primal a final fantasy primal that we know of that doesn't exist yet within uh the world of aortia an original Wait, to make, to make this clear, Mike, you, you think that we've got a, a lightning aspect of Primal causing the, the second Umbral Collapse? No, no, no. I think that when they went underground and they discovered magic, they probably right. found a place close to the life stream. Right. Mm -hmm. and, we yep. were able, and they were able to use that in some means. But they specifically say magic fueled by faith, and that's what interests me. Because mm -hmm. magic is generally not something fueled by faith. It's fueled by ether. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, no. Well, yeah, yes. And yeah, no. I mean, no. Like, I mean, they're different kinds of magic. Yeah, we need we need ambient ether, but um, magic. You know, you have to you have to will something. Right. When mm -hmm. We talk about some um, uh, thaumaturgy, like basic thaumaturgy, when we're doing our class quest for that. We're told that uh, basically when we're under duress, when we're stressed, or when we're excited. Uh, it becomes, uh, you know, a lot more easier and natural to produce that magic. So I think it's saying, you know, desperation led to prayer. I think it's more the desperation uh, that led to us, uh, you know, willing things. And, and uh, that doesn't just produce primals. That's sort of the source of any magic. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So next we have the third Umbral Era. The Calamity of Fire, which talks about the Grand Wake. I have no idea what that is. What is the Grand Wake? It seems to be... I it's, don't know, uh, something it's in Thanalan. Yeah, Where in Thanalan is the Grand Wake? Yeah, well, Thanalan was the, the Grand Wake, evidently. 
Um, mm. So basically the idea that Fallon was once this, this beautiful lush uh, grassland that was uh, all burned up in the third humble calamity, which is, uh, you know, great. You know, like this sly, um, the second astral era was an era where religion was very powerful. Mm -hmm. When you know, think back to the olden days where the churches ruled America and the churches ruled Europe and things like that. Pretty much that was the second astral era. So mm -hmm. taking it to church on this one. Uh, <laughs> and it, it had to be done. Like, like rival religions were fighting. Like it's, it's rival religions like killing each other in uh, extremism, mm -hmm. basically. That mm -hmm. eventually led to the calamity of fire. And uh, the calamity of fire and the falling moons, the sun grew large, parching the earth and sapping the life from all. They're literally just saying the sun got big right mm -hmm. here. And that's what caused all the issues. And I'm, be I'm beginning to think after reading that, that like the 12 are, are actually assholes and that they're, <laughs> they're behind. Because it's like literally. Look, the, the, the explanation as, as I take it is the fact that we're doing this to ourselves so it when, says when here that the gods grew tired of our faith or grew yeah, tired of the faith of the faiths of the people i mean that's yeah, kind yeah. of an allegory to you know greek okay. gods and how they were assholes and mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying that in the chat this is basically the history of like of of greek mythology like this is yeah. all like, it's not dissimilar it's not dissimilar yeah. but look, the 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 implication we get i'm pretty sure it says it in the in the book a few places explicitly is that what's going on is uh when when, when we think about primal sam we summon primals and they drain ether and mm. uh you know, these, are, these are natural disasters we're not just it's, losing ether yeah but it's it's uh through the fact that we're uh you know we're destroying things we're consuming things we're you know we're being we're being greedy and and destructive and it's sort of tipping the natural balance of the world to a point where oh we're leaning dangerously close to fire and holy shit everything's getting really hot and that's the way it's sort of happening with each of these as far as i understand it i don't think there there is definitely room to interpret it but i don't think it's a case of uh, the 12 or any other gods saying all right that's enough fuck off make you go to the stone age I don't know the sun. I don't know when I hear that. The, I mean, first of all, these are stories, so they're prone yeah. like like any mythology. They're prone to hyperbole. Mm -hmm. Open to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, completely open to interpretation. I just find that the claim that the sun grew so large that it basically destroyed all wildlife in in an area mm -hmm. or parched mm -hmm. the lands. Mm -hmm. That does not sound like an a natural act. That sounds like an act that was brought by gods. But yeah, what is what is the face. sun? What is the sun in Eosia? Um, shit, I have the answer to this. Just answer it for me. Don't leave me here. Well, I mean, it's not it's not like we think of it. It's not like we're orbiting this big star. It's 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 something. It's kind of more the other way around. Um, this this is something that would be caused by us leaning too heavily towards fire. If we're leaning too heavily towards fire, then all the things that are fire aspected that are going to become more powerful. The 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 sun and aeolus are obviously just being some kind of you know fire aspected crystal, um, and yeah, it's going to get bigger. It's going to get bloated. It's going to burn everything up. Damn sun, damn global warming. Damn. You think global warming would happen in the next one, which is uh, Allegan's rise, which, <laughs> unlike all of the previous ones, has an incredible amount of detail. 
Oh, yeah. It talks about their victory in Maricidia. It talks about St. Koinak himself Mm -hmm. and how he is sort of, he was part of the birth of the nation, pretty much. I didn't know St. Koinak, St. Koinak's fine had that much to do with the Allegans, mostly because we we only see it. No, 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 no. St. Koinak was was the Thalmatosh. He was part of the Order of Nalthoth. St. Koinak, and the reason why he was sainted, he was the first uh, person ever to discover Allegan ruins. When we oh, always, just mentioning it yeah, here before the yeah, rise of an empire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we we used to have uh, you know in these ancient texts these stories of this ancient empire and uh, you know and we used to think of it like like the Tower of Babel. We used to think that it was purely uh, allegorical. Um, whereas this same this this Koinak guy was like, no, this this literally existed. This was real. I'm going to find it. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And he found it. Yeah. And, and obviously this is before the calamity. This is before, you know, Bahamut fucked shit up and, and we started discovering Allegan ruins everywhere due to that destruction. Um, yeah, he made the first dig sites and discovered Allegan relics and discovered Allegan ruins. I, so uh, everything I, that we know about Allegan, we know an him. awful lot. We know an awful lot about Allegan. Everything that we know about Allegan did uh, originally come from this guy, St. Koinak, who was part of the Order of Nalthal. Well, part of the things he found out was um, that while the the second Ashel era, we have a, we have some information about that was again when magic and and the religion kind of flourished because mm-hmm. in the second umbral they discovered magic. Second astral is when they could really start using it as mm-hmm. part of their lives. He uh, he recognizes it and he he doesn't. It's hard to say that he weapon he weaponizes it, but he understands that it it's, it wasn't really being used to its full potential, kind of. He uses, as he calls them, uh, Zande learned more of magic's potential. He assigned many of his, uh, many of these mages to his newly formed army where their unmatched strength on the battlefield allow the young leader to subjugate neighboring lands with limited casualties. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he was basically Solosos Galvis. But way more buff. <laughs> for, anyone remember, for anyone who doesn't know, Solus is uh yeah, dead first, now he's emperor yeah. but originally something now. very very similar happens is that we've got you know one smart guy who happens to be born in the right place at the right time uh discovers ether chemistry and just uh subjugates you know a good a good chunk of the world it also gives us a little bit of information about uh scylla glazia and phlegathon yeah, and uh, yeah. it's it's pretty interesting to learn where Sila stood because when you get to see her kind of without any backstory in the Crystal Tower, it's you're under the impression that you at this point you already know Phlegathon was a manip- he was he was a rebel he was part of the yes. rebellion he wasn't part yeah, of that that's right. but you've you've, give, you've been given no reason to believe the rest of the tower is just slaves and you pretty much find out that while they weren't necessarily slaves, Scylla was actually an enemy of Amon who was manipulated into yeah. taking part in an experiment and that made her a crazy wolf bitch yeah apparently. she she wasn't an enemy of Alec though she was more like a political opponent po- to, yeah political opponent to Amon another, who is another powerful Archmage apparently fucking nuts yeah like he is he's he's what made them as strong as he's part of what made them as strong as they were he's also his his experiments we know this kind of when it came to, comes to Dalamud where their yeah. ability to sap power mm-hmm. he is also the their singular biggest reason for their demise yeah, oh, dude, he's he's Doctor Frankenstein. He's he's fucking crazy. He's completely insane. He's our Hojo. Uh, yeah, pretty much. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we get, we get to talk a little about all the, all the Une and Doga clones and the fact that we see these freaking everywhere is uh, Amon's like ultimate goal, as we know, was to revive Zande. And he started experimenting with, uh, first with people like, uh, you know, like Skilla, like uh, Glassy Lobolus, who was the, the head of the Imperial Honor Guard or something like that. Um, and then he started to move on to members of the Imperial family. And that's when we came to Une and Durga, where basically he, uh, he made a bunch of mindless clones of them and started getting slightly better and better and better and better. Until we get the Une and Durga that we actually encountered that are uh, more, you know, sophisticated, perfect clones. Um, and eventually he came to uh, reviving uh, old scumbag, old mate, Zande. Good old Zande. Yeah, who realized, as, uh, as we already know, that uh, the only corner of the world that uh that Alec hadn't invaded yet was Mericidia and uh for pretty good cause because you know we've got a couple of big ass dragons down there <laughs> um and uh Zande decided he was all about that so we started to you know construct a war machine that could take out dragons and then primal started appearing so we you know created more weapons that could take out them and uh yeah we we kind of know how the rest of it goes and we also get more information about some of their creations. We get a little bit more information about their battle against the Warring Tribe. For example, mm -hmm. the boss of Turn 11, Kalia, mm -hmm. it was actually a, a creation that was um, made to fight against Mericidia. And it's simply yeah. in one of the coils to guard, to guard Bahamut so people couldn't yeah. reach him. That's right. When when I first encountered Kalia, I was uh, I was speculating, I believe, that it was uh, more like an experiment with neurolinking, and and it was like a captured dragon that they'd sort of uh, you know messed with uh, augmentations mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It turns out that it is literally just like an anti dragon. Yeah, it's just like That's it. okay. It's just like they just made it. They, they they're fighting all these dragons and they're getting their asses kicked. So they're just like, you know what? Let's make a better dragon. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's why it's able to shoot projectiles like it can. Yeah. Like it launches yeah. its projectiles into the air. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. As opposed to your standard hydras, which will aim them directly at you, mm -hmm. kind of deal. So upgraded mm -hmm. weaponry. It also talks a little bit about Bahamut here, but honestly. It's barely even worth talking about Bahamut here. We've we've had more than enough oh, yeah. information yeah, about him. Yeah, we've slapped Bahamut. Pretty much. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and then it talks about the Warring Trad. And then we come to their destruction, which we already know came because yes. of an, uh, uh, an earthquake caused by experimenting with the energy that came back from Dalamud. So so what, what literally happened here, and I think this is quite interesting, is um, uh, once they subjugated Mericidia, Zande was like, oh shit, we've conquered the whole world. What's there to do now? Um, and he was so insane that he was, he was like, basically for no good reason other than to invite, you know, more destruction and more conflict. He was like, I'm gonna let the cloud of darkness in. Um, so Amon figured that channeling the power of Dalmud into the crystal tower, they'd be able to open a void gate. And he sort of, you know, calculated everything in the tower to be able to do that. What he didn't calculate was that the earth itself upon which the tower was built couldn't handle that amount of stress. Um, so while the tower survived and while, you know, he got all his engineering right for that, the, the planet itself couldn't take the stress of the, the amount of ether being uh, pushed into it. So that's why we get all these earthquakes. 
And as we know, that just completely leveled the entire uh, Alagan civilization and killed something like you know ninety nine percent of Hydaelyn's population. Son of a bitch. And from this point, Amon. from this point on, a lot of the information is uh, is explaining things that we've kind of already discussed. Mm -hmm. Because from mm -hmm. this point on, we have a lot of information. Um, as you stated earlier, those go back five thousand years. Everything else yeah. here goes back less time yeah. than that. Yeah, everything else is uh, mostly about uh, the the War of the Magi, which we we know all about. We've been and we're gonna and we're gonna figure out the rest of it very soon. Was was there anything in here that really surprised you though about the, the War of the Magi? No, I mean we the plague we know about Amdapur, mm -hmm. Mock. Like mm -hmm. it was really just the Maki that we needed more information about. We've gotten that a lot more mm -hmm. of that recently. Um, more of the origins of the Void Scent that like mm -hmm. Diablos and whatnot we've already explored somewhat yeah, like what, how he was summoned into our world and whatnot so uh, it just it just goes into a lot more detail about the arc about the void arc about um the birth what's interesting is that the uh, the birth of the grand companies because i didn't know that that happened in this era oh that that happens at the at the end of this era yeah yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, the floodwaters started to rise. This wasn't something that happened suddenly. I mean, as as we've seen uh, in uh, in the Yafam Saltmore, there are actually attempts by the Marquis to like build infrastructure that could negate the flood. Uh, that didn't work. As the floodwaters kept rising, we uh, basically got united groups. The, the war ceased. All the survivors were like, "All right, we got to get together. We got to work out how the hell we're going to get out of this." Um, and uh, a bunch of them started moving, you know, northwards into the highlands, uh, into Ablathia Spine, and they would uh, eventually become the tribes that would form Alamigo. These are the survivors of uh, Amdapur, predominantly, uh, whereas the, the Maquis were building their, uh, their void arc. And uh, the Nimians, the surviving Nimians, came up with something called uh, Project Maelstorm, Maelstrom, I should say Maelstorm. Maelstorm. Is that like a blood? Is that like a? Is that like a storm blood? Is that like a storm blood? Storm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like a bloodstorm, okay. um, except with males. It's just men. Your favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, they they uh, sailed out into the middle of the sea, and they got all of their scholars to create these special barriers that could you know protect them against the tidal waves and stuff like that. And that's, uh, that's basically how they survived. Massive casualties, not very many of them made it. But that is, of course, the, the origins of the, the name of the maelstrom for us. You get that, Sly? I hope you're taking notes, man. You may not have the book yet. But... <laughs> the, uh, the I have my book. The other really cool thing from this era, which, uh, which caught me, is that I always uh, assumed or deduced that uh, the Andapori were predominantly Elizan. It turns out that the Andapori were almost exclusively Highlanders. So they were heroes. Yeah, and, and they were actually, and, and the, the reason why this is kind of confusing is because, uh, you know, we get the Sildians, uh, who are the, you know, the children of the, the Marquis talking about, you know, the first Hyur ever seen in the realm invading and stuff like that. And obviously they just got a really short memory because, but, you know, major but wasn't that sorry mm -hmm. go ahead i was about to say wasn't that like sixth era six astral? yeah 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 that, that was near the beginning of the sixth astral era but yeah when heroes start coming in yeah yeah but it's not that like that much longer um, okay so basically what happened the survivors of Amdapur, uh you know they see the floodwaters rising and they start heading up uh into a blathia spine to to escape the rising waters and they see this comet 
um, which they take to be a sign of Rauga, the god of destruction, and they follow this comet and it leads them to uh, Girabanya. And that's basically the founding of, of Alamigo. And then they're like, well, shit, this place sucks. We can't grow anything. Yeah, but they're not drowning. That's true. They're not drowning. They could have left at some point, but that was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, okay, so we could talk about, the, again, the errors forever, but we're going to have mm-hmm. to jump ahead. I don't think we need to talk too much about her children. I mean, her children, uh, it, it covers the mythos, <laughs> identity, clans. Like, there's, there's a lot, there's plenty of information, but it's like the Al Ra section is not, like, going to be the list of clans like we had on the, on the mm-hmm. forums that one time where we learned they liked having, like, what was it, sex with cows or what is it? Or what? Yeah. What was the really weird one they liked to have that the Aura liked having oh, sex no, yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, there were there were ones uh, that were mated with their um with their horses. That was it. The mating with the horses. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. horses. I'm cows. sorry. What? There's a clan of the Aura that that had sex with horses. Yeah, yeah. And they actually they actually do have the list of uh, Zela tribes, which is okay. Um, uh, for forms. It's which on the next. It? It's on the next page. Yeah. Which one, which one is it? Which one's the horses? Yeah. Let's see. Communication horses. <laughs> we're not. We're not making this up, you guys. No, this no, is, no. Look, there's how many of them are here? Thing. I don't even know how many there are here. There's like fucking fifty. There's fifty-one. Of them. There's fifty-one. I honestly, okay. don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> it's real, dude. It's legit. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. This one. Diets. No. Horses. Not 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 dragons. Horses. No horses. Yeah. No. These aren't horses. These these aren't dragons. They're not. Mm. They're not dragons, man. Uh, they actually give the origin story of the Aura. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's in there. Trust us. It's in there somewhere. There. Somebody's having somebody's having sex with horses in here. Is it the tour good? <laughs> I mean, they're really looking for this. I can't. Oh god. Oh, god. I mean, look. Look. No, Coach tor- is trying to hide it with like really, really. The tour really good tribes, uh, tribe is nudists. But it's in there. Uh, let's see. They conceive children. No, come on. That's that's unreasonable. Okay. Blow darts made from pictures. bones dipped in the poisons of pufferfish. Uh, <laughs> usual test of brawn. Hunting goats in the mountains for nine. You're really, of you're year. really determined to find this. I gotta I find. I mean, the, really determined find... to find out that they fuck horses. Got to have it. One of them is a tribe of all women. Um, they just like kidnap men. Well, no, they they would never. They have uh, whenever they mate with one of the other tribes that mm-hmm. is uh, with the men from the other tribes. If one of the women give birth to a child. Um, yeah, they, they give, give up, they give them up after a year. Yeah. yeah. The Goro tribe. Is that the one with the fuck horses or is it, I see horse horses to be perfect beings. Yeah. And each male and female upon their coming of age is married to a horse of the opposite sex. There you go. Yeah. See, yeah. told you, told you they, they were with horses. <laughs> How come we don't get that lore in the, what's the event we get every year with the horses? The rising. No, that's not the one with the horses. That sounds like porn. Uh, oh, the, the, oh, the, you, the, you're so immature. Chinese New Year one. That's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about the Chinese New Year one. I can't is that the it. Chinese New Year one where they where we had the why didn't we hear? I guess the horse the, the horse well, comes every year. The thing so is, often. the horses seem so out of place before we knew this, but now we understand. Mm-hmm. Now it all makes sense. now it all makes sense. Sly, when you came on the show today, and I don't mean came on the show, I mean you appeared on the show. Did you think we were going to be talking about horses and having sex with horses? No. 
Evan Stern. Evan Stern. I think I'd be talking about bestiality. You know. It's not bestiality. That was part of their tribe. Their horses. They saw horses as equals. They couldn't. It's yeah, not bestiality like, if you see them as equals. So, don't be so ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm racist against horses now. As the thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Just accept them the, for what they are. The sailor are beautiful people too. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. On that note, I'm gonna move on. We're gonna talk about the. Can, can we move to the next book, please? Because this shit is too much. The fourth book is mostly about the city states and the areas mm -hmm. um, okay. that surround them. Like you, mm -hmm. they talks about Sea of Clouds, Azizla. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. I, this is remember when I said there was a, a pretty big section I hadn't read through. This was this was that section. This was it. Yeah, I I skipped through a lot of this. Like I I looked through enough to see that they talked about the eighty cents of Sassamo. Yes, which maybe. I knew you would always complain about not knowing what the eighty cents yeah. were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you like to, Would you like to read for people that. about the eighty cents of Sass? Because I know that 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 particularly bothered you a lot. Hang on, the eighty cents of Sassamo thing. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video on the eighty cents of Sassamo. I'll see if I can find it here. Um, I I've I've got it here in a second. Oh, which? Okay. I'm Fine. You, you just go from Ishgard and you go back. Here's Eastern Thanalan, Western Thanalan. Here we go. Western Thanalan is page 142. Oh, thank you, sir. Open up your book to page 142. Princess Sassimo, the second daughter of her house, plotted to steal the throne from the rightful heir. Her conspiracy was found out before she could act, and she was arrested. Charged with high treason, she was made to walk the 80 steps just outside the city's gate 80 times a day for 80 straight days. With the final stride of her penance, she reached the last step and fell to the ground dead. D-E-D, dead. So they weren't actually 80 sins. It was just... Mm -hmm. Sort of their method of torture, and is, is Sassimo is a lalafell. Is... <laughs> yeah. So damn, that's all. That steps. Those steps are even worse. Yeah. She got short legs. Well, I mean, are they are they like eighty people steps? Are they eighty? Oh, you know what you need to do, Ethis. When you do a video about this, just record yourself going up and down the steps eighty times. And as a lalafell. As a lalafell, yeah. As a lalafell. <laughs> and we need you to role play for this. All right, I can do that. I think I can do that, you guys. Okay. For 80 days. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, my pilgrimage. I want you to record it. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, there... let, let's play the 80 Sins of Sosimo. <laughs> uh, 400. The, the, drink, the, the drinking game. You know, instead of waterfalls, like, you know, when you're playing Kings, Kings game, instead of waterfall, mm -hmm. you call it the 80 Sins of Sosimo. And it's just whoever, and you have to walk up and down the stairs while, while chugging a beer. You're so going to die. Don't play this at home, guys. No, please don't. Actually, that would be, that'd be a good drinking game. 80 cents of Sosmo, just 80 shots of tequila. <laughs> How is that a good... That's not a game. That's called That's suicide. not a game. That's death. That's called... Yeah. Well, she dies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone someone, someone that says that the there. princess's name is quite sassy for a Lollafell. <laughs> Oh, shit. Dad jokes are so real. Get out of here. All right. Well, the fourth book literally is another one of those things that we, we could be here for. It's all right, Sly. You were barely yeah. here anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so is there, any, is there any nation? I'm going to let you pick a nation. Is there any nation in particular you thought that their, their entries here were, I guess, more of note? Like the Garlands, the Alamigos, the Alamigos, the Alamigans? The Alamigos. 
Uh, I mean, there's, there's, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Garlands, even though it's stuff that we already knew. It's stuff that like never really presents in game. You know what I mean? Um, and there's a lot. There is a lot on the Garlands, on the Imperial Courts, on the, uh, the Magitech Academy, the full social hierarchy with all of the, uh, the various titles of which we, uh, mm -hmm. we currently know a few, but not a great deal. The organization of the Imperial Army, uh it's uh it's awesome it's great i really really enjoyed the imperial one the the al megan one i was half expecting that we'd uh we'd get some spoilers or we'd get you know a lot more information leading up to 4.0 mm -hmm. uh, you know they, they don't want the book to be redundant in you know, another 12 months time but uh honestly the alan megan section it's what it's only like a page isn't it it's pages um yeah it's two pages yeah, it's two pages. So yeah, this it's two pages, and it's uh, none none of it is uh, is new information. Um, it's uh, yeah, basically none of it is new information apart from the unification. Um, there's a little bit more on that, uh, but uh, yeah, there's there's no there's no four point spoilers anywhere in here, other than one. Am I am I allowed to give a four point spoiler? Yeah, I said at the beginning of the show. Yes. It's a spoiler cast. Um, okay, so you know our old mates uh, uh, of the the monk uh, job quests. Yes, the one who some believe is the rightful, probably the rightful heir yeah. to the throne Vidar right now. It, it, it tells us in here literally that Vidar Gelt is, again, as, uh, as myself, as Mike, and many other people have been speculating, uh, he is the nephew of uh, Theodoric. He is actually Theodred. He's literally Theodred. He's the, the, the heir that was hidden away by his mother in uh, one of the temples away from uh, the king when the king was basically Executing killing monks. everyone in the royal line. Just everybody. Just killing everyone. Um, so Vidar Gelt, as, uh, as we've been speculating and as we've been hoping, uh, seems like he is going to be 4.0's Astinian, which is really exciting. So what does that say for the trailer then? Because obviously Hashtag there's still the specul well, other than the obvious. <laughs> what, does it, what does it say about Ida? Well, no, it doesn't. What does it say? But we're kind of led to almost the un to the belief that Ida is Arstinian because of the trailer. That's one of the working theories out there. If that mm -hmm. is actually Ida or whatever her name ends up being. Well, I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I guess we, like we have an Asail and we have yeah. an Astinian kind of deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, don't, I don't think the two mutually exclusive. I mean, we were told at the fan fest that it is going to be, you know, very much like how the Heavens Ward main scenario felt like, you know, the fellowship thing. Um, it's going to be very much the same sort of thing. And uh, Ida, and it is Ida, hashtag two marks. Um, she's going to be one of our uh, so accomplices. Yeah. And it seems that there's a, there's a fairly good chance that Vidar Gelt will be as well. In other words, go do your monk quest line because I guarantee you they end up telling you to do it before extra cutscenes at some point. It's excellent. Yeah. It's really, really, really. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, like we were being told in uh, in two point five, you know, that we get a little bit of extra dialogue if we're uh, the Azure Dragoon by that point. I think we're going to get something similar here. I hope we're going to get something similar here. It'd be really weird if we didn't. Sly, are you? Yeah, Sly, really do you have monk at sixty, Sly? No. Uh, get on it. Get on it. I got healers to do, man. Shut up. Go do it. This this matters more. This is the expansion we're talking about here. This is that. How much time do we have before the expansion? You know what? Not enough. Go do it. Yeah, I'm fine. And also, I'll, also I'll... the pugilist quest line, which we'll talk about pugilists probably. And I think it's up a, on you, dude. Two more books. 
What happened? <laughs> oh, it's going to sneak up on you, man. You're going to be like, no, how much time do I have? Oh, look at all this time. Oh, no. Oh, it's next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, next week is oh, Palace yeah. of the Dead. That's its own, that's its own story. It's is there anything on Palace of the Dead? It's in the, it's in the Gridanian. Is there anything in the Gridanian section about Palace of the Dead? Oh, that's a really good question. Let me have a look. South Shroud. Uh, I don't, I don't think so, you know. Talks about uh, Snake Molten, Amadipore Keep a little bit. No, okay. no. And that's what I, that's another thing I was about to ask. Is there anything in particular on dungeons, aka like I was about to say Amadipore Keep, but or or the Lost City of Amadipore? Yeah, like they they have they have Amadipore Keep right centers. here. Uh, it tells it tells you what Amdapur Keep was created for. It tells you what the Thousand Walls of Total Rock. Um, I always I love the idea. Total Rock. I love the idea that Thousand Walls of Total Rock was named after a man-eating creature from Pajali folklore. Because I want somebody to yeah. fucking summon that thing. I want to fight Total Rock. I want to kick his ass. Oh, wait, wait, go back. What, what did you say it was created for? What it was? Maybe we'll fight it, Total Rock in Palace of the Dead. Total, so that's what it's. A thousand walls okay. of Total Rock. Yeah, the, so it's a it's an old uh, prison. Yeah, mm -hmm. shut down quite recently. Was named after a uh, a thousand mouthed monster from Pajali Legend. So just make it a Hydra and just it's just hyperbole. So why is it so basic? I mean, it's a, it's a void set. Like, it's going to have been a freaking void set. It's going to Probably. be something that they, that they discovered in Gilmore Ruins and we're like, oh. And then when we go back to Gilmore Ruins, we'll fight Total Rock. Perfect. Yay. We're not, it's not going to happen. Be that. That'd I'd be, be totally down with that as part of the story. <laughs> oh, we fun fight. fact for um for the Twelves Wood in relation to Amdapur is that Amdapur was mm -hmm. not actually in the Shroud. Uh, the Shroud uh, grew to consume Amdapur. Yeah. Yeah. After the flood, they were like, no, this is ours now. Yeah. The elementals were like, you bitches. <laughs> Us. This is ours now. Okay. Let's see. What is the fifth book? That was the fourth book. The fifth book mm -hmm. is Her Servants, which honestly, I don't yeah. know that there, there are, there is some information. This is actually the section of the book where we find out the names of the other two dragons. Yeah. Of, uh, well, actually, you find out more than just the names of the other two. It gives us history on literally Midgardsommer, Nidhogg, Tiamat, mm -hmm. Vidrolfnir, Tiamon, Twin Tanya, Gulin, Gulinbursti, Ayatar. <laughs> like, dragons that I didn't actually ever know that I cared about. Yeah, Gulinbursti from the uh, Moogle quest, right? Yeah. Yes. Do you care about them now? Yeah, care about them hmm. now. Um, <laughs> I guess a little bit. It gives us a history pretty much of every character that's in the game in some yep. shape or form. Yeah. And all the beast tribes. And all the beast tribes and the faces from Journey's past. Uh Brave mm -hmm. is in here. Hilda is in here. Mm -hmm. Even the Assians, some of the Assians are in here. Elidibus, Labrea, Nabrialis, and Igiorm uh, yep. are in here, but those are the only four we've ever encountered. So yep. it doesn't give us any more history. Um, but it does give us a brief, and which is good because we actually don't get much a history about the Asians at all. We just know we're dealing with them now, kind of deal. Um, but the, that's mostly yeah, what I'm it talks of, about. I'm here. kind of glad that it hasn't just like listed all know, of them. We Asian know, but uh, listen, you want me to pull up the rest of the, their names because I know what because we know what the rest of their oh, names yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but but my point is that like they could have spoiled kind of, a whole lot. Yeah, I'm glad that it's not spoiling uh, too much, and that the storytelling. It's not gonna like do it here instead of doing it in the game. All those things are gonna be revealed in the game. Mm -hmm. Something that I I think this was my favorite part of the whole section is it gives us a brief history of each of the warriors of darkness. Mm -hmm. Gives us their real names and gives us 
Yeah. Uh, gives us sort of almost their birth, their birthrights, and then how they came to know each other and adventure together. Yeah. To some degree, and how they cheat and they have a five-person party instead of a four or an eight, so they're like a light party <laughs> plus one. Those assholes. Yeah. Why? How do they get away with that? Do we get an explanation of how they actually get away with that? Uh. Or is it just because in the in the the first? It's it's because it's because in the A Realm Reborn trailer they display these see that's it's because these characters are literally the dark versions of the characters from the oh, no, I'm, aware trailer. That. I'm aware of that but it's because there were five in the trailer that there's five here that that's yeah. the reason it's not like yeah. there was it's not like it has anything to do with party implications and whatnot yeah so it's not like uh on on the first shard the dungeons are actually five men yeah maybe mm. i'll take that i'll take that as a lore read guys when we go to the first shard we're getting five man parties feature confirmed thank you ethos yeah, well, just just like just like when uh, the the last calamity came around and we absorbed like a good version of Final Fantasy fourteen, maybe when we uh, absorb the first, we'll get five man party. Or or what happened was they were looking for somebody to do uh, the binding coil of Bahamut in the first shard, mm -hmm. and they just couldn't get a full party, so they never did it. Uh, it's like all right, we we've got a healer, a tank, we've got we've got uh, we've got another tank, and we've got two DPS. It's a terribly um, optimized party, isn't it? No, look, it's got warrior paladin. Look, two point. This is this is two point You think they did it unsynced? No, look, no, no, they couldn't. Yes. Look, look at this. Yeah, they, have war, they have warrior paladins, so they're going. They got two tanks. They got a white mage. Yeah. They couldn't find a scholar, but then they got black mage and bard. It's got foes requiem and uh, and black mage synergy. They didn't get any melees, so it makes perfect sense. No. They need. No, they, should, they really yeah. should get a scholar and two more melee. I mean, honestly, they don't yeah. stand a chance. Unless they're do, if they're doing it unsynced, they'll be okay. But even then, I would argue yeah. that they need the melee well, limit mean, break. They might be doing it unsynced, and they might be level sixty, but they are all in, you know, AF one. So. Yeah, with a bravura. I mean, then again, you have to like you have to realize Arbor um, soloed Ravana. Apparently. Yeah, he soloed Ravana. That's another thing. Although it's a very weak Ravana. Yeah, that was that was a bitch Ravana. It's not like <laughs> he soloed Ravana like like you know we fought Garuda in Zelfatol. It's like when you go into the Duty Finder and you mm -hmm. get Garuda hard mode. That's pretty much how it felt probably for him. Yeah, and then you get that one group that actually can't beat it, and it's like really really upsetting. Because you're like, I usually takes me about a minute and eight seconds, and now look, yeah. this has started from the and, bottom. And now we're that's, here, and that's how they became the Warriors of Darkness. Yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't get they couldn't get a full party together. So <laughs> they couldn't beat the hard mode. So they're like, so they started shit posting on Shard One's Reddit page, <laughs> and, they became the Warriors of Darkness. <laughs> and they became the Warriors of Darkness. <laughs> that's the origin story. They should, why is that wow. not in the book? That's pretty important to their history. Uh, it, I'd be surprised if I found someone named Arbor or Blonde Hairs on Reddit saying yeah, a bunch of bullshit everywhere. A bunch of bullshit. Just you're, because of this, because of this, this now that's going to happen now, though. You're going to go to Reddit and you're just going to see like five people who are just with all these names just shitposting all, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, and they, then they'll have the White Mage like Reddit flare and the Warrior Reddit flare and all that stuff. There you go. Mm -hmm. Man, this shit writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed with I'm impressed with our deductive reasoning. That's beautiful. Well, so the next part of the book to me was one of the most important parts, not because of what it says, but because of what it doesn't say. Right, because of the fact that we don't have any classes in it. So it re it regards to her meeting Heidelins, her mm -hmm. disciplines. 
Mm-hmm. We are going into the book of her disciplines. Mm-hmm. Praise Koji, amen. And right. there's literally not a, not a mention anywhere of a gladiator. Nope. Those are all those are all man-made disciplines. These are Heidelin's disciplines. Oh, oh is that is that where you you going? That's with where it? I'm going with. That's where I'm going with it. Hmm. Mm, I don't know about that because I mean, like every chapter is named her, her, this, her. That, because it's her, all about her adversary. Like uh, she's on the front page. Yeah, yeah she's, but she's the planet. We're just we're just saying that these are the disciplines that are that are on the planet. These are the ones with soul. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, it says like like the the subtitle is specialized disciplines. It's it's basically saying, all right, all the classes and stuff, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. just like basic bitch stuff. It's like someone picks up a bow and they use a bow. Well, congratulations, you're an archer. That's not that's not a specialized discipline. That's just like a hunting tool. Um, whereas we're talking here about rediscovered disciplines, uh, you know, old disciplines of of bygone eras. Uh, that have been really, uh, you know, mastered and and uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's Heidelin literally saying, "All right, I got dragons. What we really need here, someone is a dragoon." And then the dragoon dies. Mm-hmm. She's just like, "Never mind. Get the monks. Get the fucking. Get the machinists in <laughs> the here." The dragoon I don't... dies, and she's like, "Ah, uh, that was supposed to happen." <laughs> so, <laughs> so which classes do they touch on? They just touch on all the jobs. No, they don't touch on any classes. That's the thing. Okay. They literally, it's it's absent. The class, the classes are absent, which is funny because it lists class abilities just straight up as paladin abilities. Yeah, that's well. Look, the classes aren't absent. They talk about the the classes of each city state. They do on each city state in the city state sections. Yeah. 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 The reason why because they're only relegated to that city state. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas the jobs are transcendent of the city states. So they, mm-hmm. kind of, they need their own section. You know what I mean? So I feel like with the classes, it's just because like, there's not, there's not that much to them. You can just talk about, you know, how Gridanians uh, use bows and spears. Uh, you know, we talk about the Alamegan pikemen on the Alamegan section. The fact that Alamegans had, uh, you know, uh, mounted uh, uh, infantry on, on, uh, uh, on what do you call them? Griffins with pikes and stuff like that. So, although they're they're the one exception because the dragoon is actually like they don't they don't have class so, guilds for lancers they kind of they just have military training like basic military training and a dragoon is as sure. they explain with the azure dragoon yeah. you know him being the dragoon mm-hmm. of you know specifically with that's chosen by or that is able to handle the power of the eye yeah. that's a little bit more in in depth with their history versus um I guess versus whatever it's called, the other jobs, which seem independent of city-states. I'm actually not sure. Monk, Monk also not independent. Yeah, Monk, Monk's very city-state dependent. Bard is very city-state Yeah, dependent. Bard is also very city-state dependent. But I just find it interesting that it's like, if it just felt like classes didn't matter when I was reading through this. And that's kind of how I've been feeling with the game itself. Isn't that like, the, yeah, isn't that the game itself that's, now? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's every, everyone's using this as sort of a way to go like, well, they really don't give a shit about class. I would have actually loved to have learned more about the, I mean, you still can, like you said, with the earlier sections, but a section like this for the classes themselves, how those city states like use those use those disciplines for how long their own disciplines of war well, and do, magic they do talk, they do talk. Well, it's very version. limited though like this is this is a full history attire yeah. there's yeah, yeah, limit yeah. breaks and everything yeah that's just, maybe, maybe it's just a little bit of future proofing with the fact that we're not going to have classes anymore. 
No, I think there's no way. The thing is, the classes, the way they're ingrained into the game are mm -hmm. basically, as we're stating here, they're means it through, they're just simple disciplines through which the city states sort of right. build, build themselves. They're not going to yeah. get rid of them and replace them with like job guilds or anything. That's not going to. No, 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 no. Not not saying that. It's just that classes will no longer exist. Yeah, I want more about classes. Haman Holy Fist. Who gives a shit about Theodred? I just give a shit about Haman Holy Fist. He's the real. He's the he's the real monk that matters. The, the pugilist that matters. He's the real pugilist. If he ever became a monk, dude, Theodred would be fucked. Oh yeah, that would be trouble. Does, does Theodred use hundred fists? Uh, he doesn't know. I don't know, but Hamon Holyfist does, so he's better. Yeah, he sure does. That's, That's all that point. matters. That's all that matters to me. I'm not sure it does figure out how to use. I like the. You know what I like about this section? The lore behind Tri Disaster. Oh, An yeah. offensive incantation comprised of three separate corrosive elements that gnaw away at a foe's corporeal being. This technique mm -hmm. is thought to have been devised in remembrance of the trio of catastrophes instigated by the warring triad. Mm. Mm. An ability with lore in the warring triad. Which I always find that, of course, Dreadworm Trance has got its own section. I don't know. I think that's a good... It almost makes me want to know more because I don't know, like, obviously these three abilities they felt were of note like they were noteworthy and like for example monk has like mantra as one mm -hmm. of its and then you have mana wall as one for the black mm -hmm. mages and stuff i'm just mm -hmm. curious how they selected these three like these three extra abilities the limit break is is obvious but yeah sure i'm just curious how they came up with the decision to yeah it does seem kind of arbitrary and then also eggies which nobody wants to talk about because yeah. They're no not, no glamours. No glamours. I don't see anything about eggy glamours in here, man. No. I don't know how that's going to get written. Wrote, uh, written. Roten. <laughs> it's going to be put, in, put into the lore. What, okay, right. here's, here's the thing that bothers me about the eggy glamours, right? Is the, the, the level uh, 50 and 52 summoner quest lines. Oh, where we like, try to get Ramu and they say fuck trying off. Trying to get Ramu eggy and we can't because, like, we, we just can't. We can't channel the requisite ether. There's, there's too much uh, ether required. Uh, for us to like, but no, but we could do Bahamut no problem, right? No, 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 no. The, yeah. the, that's the reason why we go yeah. to the trances is yeah. because it requires far less energy for us to just bring the the essence into ourselves, and then rather than trying to form a new form, just uh, you know. Do and the yet the eggy glamour is us literally creating or or changing the form while maintaining yeah, the same. Exactly. So we're either going to have to retcon, or we're going to have to be we're going to have to explain some way that our own essence, our own ability to wield the ether, became vastly superior uh, to what it was when we were trying to uh, summon a Ramu eggy. So, mm. I want to know more about the assing of the twelfth chalice, the one that influences Tristan. I want to know more about him. It just it kind of reminds us of his existence, which we already were aware of. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, there's an Asian. Uh, yeah. He scholars. We I feel like scholar like is the one I have the least questions about when when flipping through the pages. Mm -hmm. I feel like the scholar quests gave us a fair I don't know. When I'm when I'm going through them, I just feel like I have less questions about scholar when I'm reading through its history and its equipment. Mm -hmm. It's because I just under I, I was more interested in the scholar quest line. Than the other yeah, ones. Yeah, the, the scholar quest line is very, uh, it's very straightforward and very uh, explanative. Yeah, machinists with giant fucking satellite laser beams, floating contraption. Oh, the satellite! Aye, the blast was even more impressive than I expected. The crystal drive's unit's emission was positively blinding. Pity about the horrendous burning smell, though. Oh God, what's the lore behind Goss Barrel? 
makes me hate this, makes people hate this job. It doesn't say that. Okay. Goss barrel is really weird. Like, I, have you guys ever actually stopped and looked at a goss barrel? It looks like a floating, it looks like an eye. It's on, literally on a machine that creates like a magnetic pulse with the end of your gun, and then your bullets have to pass through it to empower themselves. It's, it, it seems like almost a giant silencer. To me. It's like a droid that just yeah. hooks up to your gun. Firstly, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a gas barrel. It's named yeah. after a German physicist. Oh, yeah. Everybody always gives me shit about not calling it Goss because it's like, it's not, it's not the shit you wipe your cuts with, man. Yeah, it's gas barrel. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's named after a German physicist who uh, basically developed electromagnets. I don't buy this. I don't buy the whole ricochet technique, too. That's bullshit. Nobody can do no, that. That's, no, that's crazy. Like, I'm throwing out these bits of metal, and I'm just, like, shooting and I'm gonna one. shoot, And I'm going to shoot it in such a perfect way that they bounce off of all the metal plates that I just fucking threw into the air. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't care if, I don't care if her, her discipline or fucking magic. I don't care. It doesn't. It's bullshit. The deck of 60. I like that they actually, the, the Astro has an extra page compared to everybody else. To, just, mm -hmm. to explain the deck. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it might seem like at a glance that, oh, we're going to be getting extra cards. And maybe please, for the love of God, no. Um, <laughs> basically, the ones that we're using are the only ones that are, like, really useful. Useful. Yeah. But, yeah. man, I want to use the... Uh... The rest are just for, like, scrying, like, fortune-telling and playing card games and shit like that. The spear... <laughs> Told you! Shit was Yu-Gi-Oh! We told you that shit in the beginning! No, it's not Yu-Gi-Oh! It's more like, um... It's more like... But no, look! Hide hide the high heart! Yeah, Arcana! Yeah, see? That's the heart! Heart of the cards! <laughs> yeah. right and there. they're playing, uh... They're playing, uh... Blackjack with, uh... Louis Soir's Age. Right, so yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah? Where's that? What part yeah, is that? Yeah, did you see that? Louis Louis. A game in which the object is to create a stack of cards who... Oh, Louis Louis, yeah. Avak on Louis Soir when he sacrificed his life for the realm. So it's like 21, but with Louis Soir's age. <laughs> That's fucking dark. I think it's great. That's fucking dark That's, as shit. I don't know why, but I suddenly want to play card drinking games. <laughs> and I want to play Louis Louis. You want to play Louis Louis? Louis Louis? Louis. Louis. Let's Let's play Louis you want to invent a drinking game in the deck of 60? Yeah. Oh, come Can on. we please have that? Can we please like have an actual deck of sixty on the screen next door? Yeah, that'd That's be fucking awesome. Yeah, just way. just include it with all the other lore books, and then also sell it separately. Just like I charge another ten dollars, include it with the lore book, so we'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Or a full triple triad deck, maybe. Listen, we already have what nine cards now. Well, most uh, uh, I don't think any of us collected the other four cards. No, no, I only got, only got five. Yeah, I only got the base five. I was like, I am not doing that stuff to get. I was, I was like, okay, the no, first five are cool. That. I can deal without Hildebrand and Nasha. Ain't and all nobody that. got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, <laughs> see, he's got him right there. It's all right. This is the only card I, I have here, and I already, <laughs> I already, I already redeemed it. Yeah, it's the only card that matters. Uh, the next section talks about. That <laughs> That's not a sale. I know it. I know it's not. You know how many people probably probably so we had that we had the uh, hush font vigil. Mm -hmm. Where's the sale one? Like what the fuck? These, yeah, they left my baby these, out. These bastards. 
She gave herself, and nobody talked shit about it. it was like only oh, only three people saw it. I know, that, that always yeah, that always frustrates me. Everyone's like, "Ooh, what's your fool?" I don't know. Zale went through a lot more shit than he did. Zale thought that she was a descendant of somebody who got eaten by a dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's God. And then she and then she was told by a dragon, "You fucking dumb." <laughs> You're dumb and you're wrong. Every everything you believe is wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I hate you for thinking that it was ever right. I'll help you this one time, but I'm helping you kill yourself, so I don't have to hear your voice anymore. Anyway. You say it was kind of crazy what Norshafon wasn't. Hoshafon was just too happy all the time. Hoshafon. He was on uppers. In the Japanese version, he was Hornafont. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to have sex with your character the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you blame him? Come on. No, yeah, I really can't. Well, except with with you, that's kind of strange. But hmm? that's fine. That's not very nice. Well, it's because I wanted uh, you. It's because it's because I wanted to save you from myself. Anyway. So our next section had burdens. Her burdens, aka that's kind of fucked up. She calls all the beast tribes her burdens. Well, well she because because well we, we call, call them the, that. The author, who I'm assuming is Charlene is referring to the beast tribes as her bird. To be fair, they keep fucking her up with all these summons no, and shit. And more than we do. And at this uh, you bring up a good point. Uh mm -hmm. yeah, when you, when you talk about the author. Mm -hmm. Who do you think who exactly who do you think the author? Well, remember Koji in the in the room? It's him. The Jack no. Koji that you were supposed to have your arm wrestling competition. So it is it is it is a, it is a diegetic author. Um do you think I, it's Lufon? No, Lufon's long dead. Hmm. Lufon was, uh, yeah, he's long dead. Um, but no, he, he, I think, I mean, it, I, it could be real Jay, to be honest. So it's another Archon? I think it's definitely a Charlene. I, uh, my guess would be, is it someone like Uriangier or Rambrose or, you know, one of the other Charlene historians? That's definitely the implication. I guess, yeah. uh, by the way, descendant was the wrong word that she was, uh, descendant's not the right word for Yasail. She said she was Shiva reborn. Yeah. She so, thought she was literally, literally Shiva. Shiva. She believed hard enough and she became Shiva. Yeah. She's like, I am Shiva. So therefore I, I was, and therefore I am. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then the next, so the, yeah, it talks about the burdens and this is, I always thought this was interesting because it goes into things like their diet. <laughs> Like something that's a question I would have never asked. I think I would, that's awesome. I'm way into that. Yeah, like Moogles are omnivorous, which is kind of yeah. scary to think about. Did they did they say anything about eating coblins? Uh the black shark uh, moogles were first introduced to the culinary acts by the people of Gridania and have since learned to prepare an astounding array of dishes. They do, however, yeah. remain particularly fond of the simple kupo nut, a crunchy delicacy that also serves the Moogles as a form of currency. That's kind of be weird to eat. I mean, that's like I guess that's not weird. That's like old Roman shit where you would like trade mm -hmm. like hides of meat for fucking clothes and shit. Or even like yeah, going back to America a few hundred. Even America like 300 fucking 400 years ago did that. The Native Americans did that. It's like, I'll trade you uh, two bear pelts for, uh, for that uh, wolf flank. Yeah. Uh, that'll cost uh, 40 bear dicks. 40, 40, 40 what? Bear dicks. Sorry. Bear dicks. Bear. 40 bear dicks. That's all. First of all, there's no way one wolf flank is worth 40 bear dicks. That is a that is an Australian level conversion. That's true. That's, true. Maybe, that's like maybe. that's like that's what it would cost an Australian after like importing it. 
because that's, that's a good point. Maybe maybe just like three bare foreskins. There you go. All right, that's that seems far more reasonable. All right, because okay. at least you can trade the rest of the meat for other things. We got, we got a deal. You got a deal. Sly, do you want to make that trade? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. No, you got enough foreskin already. Yeah. <laughs> bear asses. Bear rectums. A bear carcass. Yeah, he saw a bear carcass. Why not? Bear rectum. Yeah. yeah. The, a bear rectum. So, uh, hey, the see, shit we see on Fear Factor. You, anyway, don't don't say rectum and shit in the same sentence, please. Anyway, I don't I don't want it. How about horses? Do you want horses? <laughs> I'll trade you. I'll trade you a horse. <laughs> no, that's somebody's husband you're talking about. <laughs> or wife. Or wife. Yeah. yeah you don't know. There you go. No, I mean, well, you can know really fast. You know, you yeah, well, you could figure that out pretty fast. You don't even have to try, really. <laughs> um, was there anything in here that, other than the diets, you thought were of note regarding any of the? Yeah, definitely the origin myths. So I'll give you, I'll give you one example. Uh, Garuda. So as as we know, the Ixali are descended from the Ixalion, which were uh, Allegan mm -hmm. chimeras. Um, so Garuda was actually an Allegan general, uh, whom they were. Uh, basically programmed to obey. Um, and uh, since the fall of Alig, you know, that's, that's become like a legend for them. And because they've still got like this command structure, like, you know, programmed into their ethereal composition, it informs the way that their, uh, that their different tribes work today and informs their religion. It's crazy. It's fucking awesome. Which is weird because isn't Garuda's, isn't the Ixal story for the Garuda? Is this programmed into their head, the one where she was once sort of a benevolent god and then she, she, t she drank the blood of a, of a giant snake that she had killed in battle in order to survive and it, it fueled her bloodlust? I don't, I don't think that that myth uh, exactly is programmed into, it, into their heads. Their reverence of her is programmed and this might be, uh, you know, uh, some, some old memory of her, you know, killing a dragon or something. Um, but, sense. uh, yeah, it's crazy. Cause I, I was, I was always assuming that Garuda, you know, had something to do with, with Azasla. And I was thinking maybe, uh, she was the one that, you know, freed these group of Ixali. It seems it was quite the opposite and they actually have a sort of ancient, um, uh, Stockholm syndrome. That's, that's probably the most interesting of them. Yeah. I agree. I've, 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 I've read through Leviathan, I read through Ifrit, Leviathan, Alexander, yeah, and, and those are all pretty much what we expect. Yeah, especially because some of them were we were given their origin yeah. stories. A good King Magomog's yeah, yeah, yeah. another good King Magomog. We also explored throughout Heaven's Ward, like where his legend began, and that's we believe now it has to do with the Churning Mists, the Churning yeah. Mist Moogles, the ones that came from the sky. Um, yeah, he's just a, he's just an asshole Moogle. Um, and uh, the the Ramu ones interesting, basically that uh, you know Ramu was a was a god of of humans. Uh, that the, the sylphs sort of adopted after he did some cool shit for them. So he was someone else's primal. The sylphs stole him. Yeah. Yeah. The sylphs were like, hey, that's a nice beard. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, uh, no. No, I'm not asleep. Well, I, I remember my chat came to me about Ramu specifically because there's um, the idea that they saw the. Uh, how do I put this? 
mm. that that the god that they saw somebody else's of was actually potentially Rolger. Yeah, and I I think that that's quite likely that it was some sort of summoning of Rolger, and they were like, oh snap, how do you spell that? R A M U H Rolger. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> spell. How do you spell Rogger? R-A-M-U-H. No. Okay, we're rolling okay. with it. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Seems Ro like... Uh... Romger. All right. Romger. Why is King Mog an asshole? He literally exists only to suck ether, and he has, like... <laughs> why is he... Why is he... Not? All Moogles are assholes. What are yeah. you talking about? What kind of yeah. question is that? <laughs> you know what's funny? In World of Final Fantasy, every time I get a Moogle, I'm like, yeah! I get the fuck in the box. <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. There's not really much else that needs that needs to be done there. <laughs> oh shit. Um, the Vanu Vanu is also a pretty interesting yeah, section. Not, yeah. not Bismarck yeah. himself, but Bismarck is kind of like oh, he's... Uh oh. I'm pretty sure that exact description of Bismarck is used on like when they revealed him pre Heaven's Ward. Like yes, he's thought to be little more than a myth. Yeah, most of these are. It though. was like word. For Anything word. about the uh, Nath and Ravana? Yeah, Ravana's here, but Ravana's actually one of the primals we've gotten to we've had the pleasure of actually talking with a little bit more. So yeah. we kind of know a little bit more about what drives him. And he, he straight up told us why he was summoned and, and what yeah. it is. He's like, I was summoned with this exact goal and that is the goal I'm going to do. Cause that's what they summoned me to do. Yeah. But then his origin myth is it's uh, very vague. It's very, very vague. It's also one of the shorter origin myths mm -hmm. in, yeah. uh, in regards to other things. They do give us some, uh, some little, a little background on where is it? Where is, I can't find it. Who are you looking for? Um, no, I'm going to, I guess, I think it's in the, the section after this, not in the Nath section where they talk about the, the mount that we get from them. The Kangamoto? The Kangamoto. I think they mentioned that as a, as a Forgekin or something later that we ride. I got to find it. There's another section no. separate. There's a, se there's a section somewhere really? separate from this about, um, about the Kangamoto. I don't remember what it is. I feel it's, like it's going to be, look, it's going to be in the best area here somewhere, but I don't think it's Forge Kid. That would be crazy. I mean, you might no, be right. I, it's, No, I, I don't think I'm right either. I'm just trying to, I know I saw it in a different, it's a Vilekin, my bad, Vilekin, Vilekin, yeah, that's what I meant to yeah, say. It's Vilekin, yeah, yeah, I don't know why I said, I thought that it was Forge because they made it. No, it's Vilekin, yeah. Um, I just find it interesting that it's like, it's most commonly found in the foothills, hmm. and it's like, we didn't see them at all until we started doing these fucking quests. <laughs> Yeah, well, they captured all of them, clearly. Trained and uh, trapped and trained by Nath. Yeah. I want to fight their larvae. Maybe the larvae we meet in, uh, we see in Samal turns into Kankamatos. That's possible. Eventually. Yeah. And then we killed them, so they never exist. Mm. Uh, now, the Kikurin is one that I know you were quite interested in, Ethos, specifically yeah. in regards to 4.0. Yes. Oh, the Kikern, was I? Was was Did it I the Kikern? I remember, I could have swore you said something about the, the beast tribes and one of them specifically for 4.0. Look, the Gigants are in a Blathia spine. Oh, there uh, you go. They're, they're yeah, one of them. Yeah, the Gigants, I was I was half expecting to see uh, in Heaven's Ward when we knew we were going to, you know, parts of a Blathia spine. Um, a lot of them did migrate down to Moldana when they saw the Crystal Tower uh, reappear. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting us to see more of the Gigants uh, in that more kind of western parts of the Blathia spine, and hopefully, uh, although it doesn't say anything about Belias here, I'm still, I'm still pretty, pretty confident. You mean the one for the summoner? The the that's Belias. Is that Belial or yes. Belias from the summoner? Belias. Belias. The the little Ifrit clone. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, to be fair, they are synonyms that, you know, Belias yeah. and Belias are the same thing, but they, they do refer to it as Belias. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really hoping to see more of that. And of course, you know, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of the kicker and we'll eventually see more of the Mamuljah. Um, but we don't know anything about their, their gods, if they have any. Nah, they got Google old Jaja and they're done. Yeah. That's it. I know that in uh, in Final Fantasy XI, the Memelja, um, Gulol Jaja, which is basically what's the guy's name from Wonder Spells Hard Mode? He's he literally he was an HD re re render of the of Gulol Jaja. About two headed, bro. Yeah, which there's also lore about why he's two headed. Yeah. So yeah. what happens? The the Memelja have their different clans, and their different clans are like very very different. Um, and uh, on the rare occasions that members from different clans interbreed, they produce these these two headed. Uh, Mamoja, uh, which uh, sort of promoted in the in the social hierarchy, and their uh, their leader uh, of all of their clans uh, is called the Altark, and he is in fact one of them. Yeah, um, but in Final Fantasy XI, uh, they didn't really have a god they worship. But what was interesting about uh, the Mamoja is the way that their hierarchy worked in XI. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. They actually had an, an, an alliance with the Sahagin, and the, mm -hmm. the Sahagin were accepted into their tribes, as, or as, accepted as a tribe of the, of the Mamoja. Oh, um, and on top of that, they had a leader for each, uh, for each discipline. They had, mm -hmm. a, they had a black mage leader. They had, um, they had, a, they had a, a weave ray, like they, they, the guy who rides the weave rays. Mm -hmm. um, they had a leader that was specified, specified specifically in that, and they mm -hmm. they basically had a, a military leader, and they they would hold conferences and things like that. There's a there's a quest where you bust in on a conference and you have to kill one of the leaders. Mm -hmm. So well, uh, I'm well, interested know, to see if we learn more about that in the coming yeah, time. Yeah, well, we we know that they're like the predominant uh, indigenous peoples of the New World. So if and when we do end up in the New World, there's going to be a and it's the oh. same name. It's that's another. It's actually the mammal jaw that led to the the reason why people thought the new world was Vanadil, because Mamuk is yeah. in the east yeah. of Vanadil. It's actually a continent that stands between, or in the theory of the new world being not so much Vanadil. It was that it was Otbergon, and that on the other side of yeah. Mamuk was Vanadil. Basically, we we're on the opposite side of the same planet. Was the theory, which we um, are not. Which we are not. But I'm just letting you know it's the mammal jaw that led to that that guess that's what happens when you rip races straight from another fucking final fantasy mmo and stick hey, them in you your know name what, you know what else we use from previous final fantasy games everything moogles everything every but this one thing. is something that's only from 11 and pretty and the fact that they're in an unknown world called the new world to the west listen i don't make the rules i'm just saying what do you want from me i just i just please don't let it please i don't want to go there <laughs> I was there on Saturday. I don't want to go back. Please. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Um, probably my favorite, the very first thing, when I opened this book, I literally opened to a random page when I got it. Mm -hmm. And the page I opened okay. to was the dragon page. Yeah. Dragons. Literally, and I see, oh my God, the picture. And I saw the names. I was like, oh my God, the names. Knowing the other two names of the dragons. Mm -hmm. And we were wrong about them pretty much forever. Ever. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you played so Final wrong. Fantasy XI, you saw Tiamat, you saw Bahamut, you saw you saw Midgard Stormer, which is Jormungand in Final mm -hmm. Fantasy XI, and you could almost deduce that one of the remaining ones was either Fafnir, 
Vertra, or you, um, those are and those are like the three other ones. The three three other big ones that most people would have guessed. Yasmat. No, most people. I don't think many people because Yasmat's a ringworm prior. While at while Vertra isn't is just a straight up great worm. So the other two are Vertra and Asdaja. Asdaja is the surprise. No and Shinryu. Ephes and no Shinryu, which was kind of understandable. I, 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 I'd advocated that it being Shinryu is a little far-fetched because of Shinryu's history with the Omega weapon. I thought, here's what I was thinking. Here's, here's the theory that I had about Shinryu, is we okay. know that there was a dragon that broke out of Azaslav, okay? Yeah. We know that Omega weapon was the thing that put Bahamut in his Pokeball and presumably captured the other dragon. Um, I'm sorry, it's called a Prismarium. Oh, I'm sorry, Prismarium. It's a Pokeball, you guys. It's a fucking yeah, Pokeball. Much. Um, yeah, and, and uh, so we have there a kind of history between Omega and the dragons and a reason for them to have beef. And then the one that had escaped, which I was hoping would be Shinryu, uh, reappearing once Omega reappeared and been like, hang on, we got a score to settle. But that's uh, everything that I just said right there is complete bullshit because that's not gonna that's not gonna be how it works out well the the story is still likely gonna work out that way with i still actually have a firm belief shinryu has will have some degree of existence yeah yeah Yeah, i agree yeah but he's not one of the the he's not one of the first brood it's it's possible that he is equal to midgard stormer at this point that's the next working theory he's a different type of uh one of heidelin's creations yeah mm-hmm. so uh especially because in final fantasy history especially final fantasy 5 where omega and shinryu are both introduced to the series mm-hmm. it's spoken about how the uh, omega was literally created to kill shinryu mm-hmm. and in this case he's created to rival bahamut so yeah. the question is if shinryu will even exist or if that that feud was translated into bahamut's existence for the sake of final fantasy 14 yeah which which it might be Either way, Vertra and Azdaja. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is Azdaja? Ethis <laughs> <laughs> and I have had this discussion already. Look, Azdaja is literally just the old Turkish word for a dragon. Uh, it's normally something a- akin to a hydra. And I think that uh, in the next couple of days, we're going to be, uh, going to be doing a thing. Aren't we? Exploring that, yeah. We're going to explore that. We'll, we'll explore that. Mm-hmm. So Azdaja is not a past Final Fantasy dragon? So it's, it, it, it does appear in Final Fantasy XI in an area known as Abyssey. And mm-hmm. I would like to let you know the final boss of the Abyssey series is Shinryu. Um, oh, he, snap. He, uh, he appears... It's basically Final Fantasy XI's... It's one of Final Fantasy XI's like, void equivalents because Gilgamesh is mm-hmm. center to the story there. Shinryu is center, central to the story there. Omega's not, but... Um, there might be an Omega clone somewhere in there. I don't know. Bissy's got all kinds of weird boss, but he's just a fucking dragon boss. Ironically, yeah. though, he's the same model as Vertra and has all the same attacks minus one. So uh, I don't know. Maybe one of the thing is one of those two escaped as a slot. We just don't know yeah. which one. My my, I, there's no way to even bet on it because we know nothing about them. But they're the last two. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I was interested in all those dragons, especially the section over here where it explains the hierarchy of the dragons, like how, mm-hmm. a, how the tiny dragon can become yeah, one of two yeah. dragons, which can become an elder dragon or a worm. And yeah. then, yeah, 
which this was all kind of discernible, <clears throat> except for Weavray to Phallic. I would have never guessed that. I would have guessed Brobignac to Phallic before Weavray to, Val to, to Phallic. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Verge Dragons are kind of weird in general because they're basically reskinned corals. Well, the thing is, Phallic is, uh, is all about wind, sort of heavily aspected to wind. So once we get a flying dragon that gets like, you know, very old and consumes, you know, a lot of, a lot of windy thing in its eyes, it becomes something like phallic. Yeah. Cause Whereas, that, the, the, that entire line uh, gains an adaptation to flight. Exactly. Whereas if we look at the, the adaptation to speed and we end up with a verge dragon, that's obviously uh, being around uh, ambient uh, lightning aspect of ether. So basically your baby dragon, the environment that it grows up in and uh, the, the sort of predominant uh, uh, leaning of the ambient ether is what uh, directly affects the way that it grows and evolves, which is honestly very similar to the way that uh, dragons grow in, in other uh, canons and mythologies, Dungeons and Dragons, for instance, uh, something very, very similar happens. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I was... Uh, what I was um, uh, speculating on. It also gives us more information on Shiva, Thornton, Phoenix, Odin. Odin, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a sentence or two in here that we may not have known before. Um, it, of course, reiterates what we learned from the story that we got yes, in Patch We know about Lady Earth. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, it reiterates that Zantetsukin is the primal's actual vessel. Prominent yes. theologists have begun to advocate the idea that the blade was, in fact, the primal champion of Earth's followers, a weapon mm -hmm. imbued with godly strength that it might strike off the fetters of Allegan tyranny. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, so this is, this is confirmation of stuff that we've already speculated on, basically. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah. It's nice to finally get some closure. I'm still not satisfied with Odin's story where it sits right now. It was kind of like, oh, the sword's missing. Well, I guess that's yeah. an excuse to keep spawning the fate. Do you think they could further develop it or, I mean... They could. It... The question is if they want to. There are some things that are more fun if left unanswered, and I'm sure Koji's a big advocate of that considering the way yeah. he ends every fucking main yeah, story definitely. patch. Man, the main story patch, like, oh, yeah, we beat these guys. By the way, here's five end cutscenes that are going to tease shit you don't know about yet. It's like <laughs> one door closes, two more open. It's like, I hate shit. you. And then we finally come to the Warring Triad, um, which, again, we have to remind people, this book was finished prior to 3.4's launch, so Sephiroth mm -hmm. kind of is the biggest one shown here. Mm -hmm. But they all get pretty equal treatment. In terms of yeah, just what do you mean they all they get a paragraph they each get, they get a paragraph they get the, yeah. so Zervan is in there Zervan yeah. is indeed in here Zervan gets two sentences Zervan <laughs> two sentences yeah Zervan called forth by a Merisidian race of centaurs this deity is believed to command the boundless expanse of eternity and thus stand above all other gods in existence. Charged with the punishment of wicked divinities, Zervan is also the embodiment of victory over just injustice. The yeah. icon's nightmarish aspect reflects the terrible inevitability of his triumph, and the records describe the demon, in quotes, striding into battle, girded head to foot in armor, formed of unshifting flame. Yeah. I think, I think there's one thing that we can take from that, and it seems to be that uh, Zervan's servants whatever they are, some kind of centaurs. Um, mm. They basically summoned him when they saw uh, Sophia and Sephiroth and were like, infidels, 
Our God commands all gods. Centaurs are smart. I'm trying to think the only time we've seen uh, centaurs, uh, the anti-tower. Those are the centaurs I think of, are the ones in the end. Those are the only, them and Pals of the Dead, which would give you Pals of the Dead, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but are they are they literally centaurs? Which, I mean, we see we we see the Boloco in Palace of the Dead too. We see the centaurs in Palace of the Dead, oh, and the Boloco. Oh and the Boloco in this actually, it's kind I of shout out. It's yeah, it's left up to um, it's left up to interpretation whether or not they are actually the race that summoned Sephiroth. No, 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 no. It says some scholars, especially those who concentrate their studies on the Allegan Empire and its campaign into Mercidia, have attempted unsuccessfully to draw similarities between the Boloco and the southern continent's indigenous arboreal... Yeah, unsuccessfully, not me- meaning that it's not ruled out, but it's not confirmed. Well, it says, though man-like in appearance, these enigmatic seedkin are comprised solely of vines and roots and appear to lack intelligence beyond their capacity for killing. It sort of begs the question of why the fuck they've got staffs. Yeah, like but they don't have any intelligence, but they can they can beat well, us. To we, we, we know we know what we know what the Alleg did to everything yeah. else. Yeah, well, look, this 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 might be uh, narcissistic of me, but that's right because you guys already know that I'm a narcissist. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a jab at me being like quite insistent that the Baloka were related to Sephiroth. I was banging on about that for such a long time, and it was a fair assessment. They're the only tree. Yeah, they're only tree humanoids. So. I thought so. I mean, it's referenced in here, so. Yeah, um, right. And then there are, apparently there are centaurs in Azasla. One could fair to believe that they are. Oh, yeah. Wor- right. They are worshippers of Zervon, or they yeah, were at some point. I always point. thought that they were, um, that they were void sent, to be honest, but I don't think they're even, are they in here? The centaurs? What, in the, well, that's the final part of the book, pretty much, is is the uh, the bestiary. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for them now. Um, I, I always thought they were either chimeras or, um, and it doesn't, they're not, they're not listed under chimeras, although the reptoids are, and they're basically, you know, lizard centaurs. Um, yeah, I thought they were either chimeras or uh, void centaurs, but I can't see them. Well, I mean, yeah, because if you look in the fourth generation, and you look mm-hmm. at the picture next to the fourth generation, I mean, that's a, that's a reptoid, but that's an elegant reptoid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, centaurs are here as a salt kin. Oh, okay. Sulkin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the centaurs that we see in uh, what, around Charlene stuff mostly at the moment, uh, these suits of hollow armor designed after the mythical half-man, half-horse warriors of legend most often serve their Charlene creators as sentries in places of government. Right. So they're, 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 uh, they're statues that yeah. are modeled after the centaurs. Being Honestly, these, did they have to put Cabrera's picture in here? Like, yeah. did they have to fucking do that? Yeah, yeah. Really so that makes sense. Although I, I was, uh, I, I was always suspecting that they were Void Sent, or at least based on Void Sent, because they're literally wearing um, the the uh, World of Darkness uh, dragoon gear. The centaurs. What are you doing? Showing you them, showing? showing them that. Oh. Cabrina. Cabrina. The Cal- yeah. the scariest She's thing in this whole shit. book. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to to make sure they had nightmares tonight because I Okay, would. thank you. Yeah. Thank Seriously, you. it's 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 even worse with the picture that they use of her. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. What what excuse do they make for for Cal Cabrina being that disgusting that that's how she looked in final fantasy when that's how she looked when she was introduced in the earlier final fantasy yeah 
So it was just said that she was created by the Charlene's to protect the sanctity of the anti tower. So it doesn't, yep. it doesn't, it doesn't explain why she's so. No, she's so mortifying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh. she's beautiful to her makers. Is she though? No. Nope. Face only a mother or father could love. <laughs> no, not even mom and dad. That's why. She, that's why she got locked. In, that's why she got locked in the basement. <laughs> She's the equivalent of uh, what's his name? Hey, you guys! <laughs> From the Goonies. The Goonies. That's what she is. She got. She just gets locked in the basement. That's all they did with her. She's oh. gross. They even have like, but you know what's really weird? So this book was meant to be published in three point three. Like it's it sort of ends with three point three and works a little bit yeah, towards three point four. The refurbisher is in here though, and so is Cruise Chaser mm -hmm. and. And uh, well, Alexander's Alexander Prime isn't, but Brute Justice obviously. Mm. The refurbisher is. I like how the refurbisher is like he had a goal, like he had a purpose, and then he yeah. mm. he found out that like shit was going wrong, and he was like, "I shit, make me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to exist now, and do something useful." <laughs> and I like how their excuse for the it doesn't explain what the EDD stands for. I don't think. For Cruise Chaser, the ads that he summons, all it says is that the uh, the EDD does not have the problem of um, of having a manufacturing cost because it needs to transform into an <laughs> transformation right. capabilities have been omitted, allowing for more streamlined body and increased efficiency and in overall functions while reducing the amount of materials uh, and manpower required in its creation. Basically, what it's saying is Cruise Chaser, dude, you're the old shit. This is the new hotness. Old yeah. and busted, new hotness. But still, old was still more powerful. Yeah, they just made him that way, and because they wanted mm -hmm. to mass produce EDDs, whereas Cruise Chaser, they like, they yeah, made it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, option yeah. to conduct preemptive strikes on distant targets. Yeah, because they ever because they ever fucking did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what he could have done if we hadn't just used him once, and then that's it. He's done. Much. Yeah, no, I think it's cool they had all that stuff though. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's pretty much the bestiary there. That's the yeah the the bestiary yeah bestiary bestiary both are both are correct. Yeah, mistaken. both are correct. Uh, yeah. So, is there are there any like monsters that you've always been like super curious about, like where they would fit? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of them are pretty obvious. It no. says the man who didn't get wave fucking wavekin earlier. Give us one. Hmm. Asshole mimic void sense. Bombs being void sent was always kind of weird. To me. I mean, I, that's actually that, that we knew that I believe ahead of time. But bombs being void sent was always kind of weird to me. I was always like, really? That's a void sent? I thought that was just like, well, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hello, yeah, Aloha. Bruh. I don't know. I always just felt like that was a weird one. I felt like that could have been explained in a way that wasn't just like, yeah, fuck it, it's void sent. Well, we do the the uh, kobolds anyway, sort of make them alchemically. Yeah, exactly. That's what so, I would have. I would have believed that was more likely to be the well, explanation. I think it's more like um, uh, you know how the Allegans made synthetic void sent. I think it's like mm -hmm. just alchemical void sent. It's just like a really easy thing to do. They, but but they just sort of occur naturally in the void, whereas. They can be made here, but they don't occur naturally. Is uh, Kuhulan in here? I don't think... Uh, he would have to be a voice in. 
Kahulin is is obviously a void set. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, is, is here, though, I think. Yeah, is there yeah, is there any entries on um Cerber no, no, Gothic? Kahulin is in here. He is in here. Yes, Gothic and Kahulin are in here. Where okay. Are um on the on the last page of voice and they're on page oh they're seven. after cloud of darkness okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's no scothic's no, not in here but but yeah scothic oh, okay. mm -hmm. so is it do they not like allude to scothic so here we go one theory that they well yeah when they talk about scothic's uh uh sort of meanings they do because the kahoon entry is quite mm -hmm. interesting uh one theory places the voids formation in the hands of champions such as kahoon who wielded a stone known as Aurasite to conquer their plane's primals. The weapon, fuck. however... Fuck, dude, that's us. Oh, shit. Uh, the weapon, however, possessed a fatal imperfection, a propensity to bleed primal energies. With each victory, the heroes changed, transforming at last into fiends of endless appetite. Insatiable in their hunger for ether, they ultimately went to war over the star's ever-dwindling life force. It was during this war that the Flood of Darkness was unleashed. So there you go. So Kukulin was a warrior of light that uh, using Aurasite ended up transforming himself into some disgusting thing with a, with a hunger for ether and then proceeded to eat all of the ether. Done fucked it up. Mind blown. We also get mention of High Void Mage Cesare in here. Uh, is, yeah, is where's, he, where's Cesare? Uh, he's mentioned in the Amdapur section, but he's also mentioned as the High Void Mage that conducted the summoning of Diablos. Shazam's a, a she, right? Well, whatever. Who gives a, a shit? Female. I give a shit, all right? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so that's cool. Actually, I didn't um, I didn't think I had a close look at that Kahulan entry. That, that's fucking tight as shit. I think I need to make a video on that now. Oh, yeah. What about Arachne <laughs> here? Uh, yeah, Arachne is less interesting than what I'd already speculated, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's of course, Allegan's. Um, well, the Allegans made the Allegan Arachne was the Allegans like making copies of Arachne using their you know synthetic void scent bullshit in order to produce that uh, that silk to make you know really powerful and ethereally uh, conductive cloth. Less interesting than what I thought, but you know that's all right. I can keep my head cannon. I can be keep your, yeah. Keep your head cannon. Write your own goddamn book. Yeah. I told you, you're wrong. You know what? You know what fascinates me that furbles are elementals. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, furbles are elementals. A bo the body mass of these relatively harmless creatures consists of mostly fluffy fur, as those who have observed a sodden specimen will readily attest. Furbles were once hunted nigh to extinction due to a groundless rumor, which claimed that massaging their blood into one's scalp promoted hair growth. Sadly, their numbers have yet to recover. Yeah, we had a, uh, a fate on that, didn't we? Yes, we did. In, um, Eastern Than. Is that is that the one where it is? In Eastern yeah. Than. I mean, that has to be because that's where we run into fucking furbles. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Furbles are elementals, man. That that's that's wow. Okay. <laughs> that's... That, was, that was one that I was always wondering about. This doesn't really resolve it because elementals are supposed to be you know primarily or exclusively ethereal. Yeah, this it just... clearly doesn't appear that way. Doesn't really, yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, maybe it's what's under the fur. Yeah, I thought we'd heard at some point mm. that furs were with void scent. I think maybe even Koji was talking about on the on the law forum somewhere. Maybe retcon that. 
anyway, yeah, I'm still I'm still dissatisfied with that description of furballs. It's pretty funny though. It is pretty funny, but I think that's still up in the air. Gaelic hats or void scent? Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah, Gaelic hats or void scent? That's crazy, huh? But they're so cute. No, nah, dude, they're cats so... are from hell. We all know that. Hey, Aloha, you're not from hell. Oh, he's sleeping. Dude, Aloha, shit all over your. No, you're bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he loves me. He's like, if I'm gonna shit on anyone's side, I'm gonna shit on the person who's most likely to forgive me. <laughs> the person who's most likely to forgive. They, they probably saw like all the shit that was already there and was like, oh, I guess this is where we. All right, pick. more shit. Yeah. <laughs> and put more shit. Deposited, on one, deposited one like right next to your one. <laughs> well, I mean, he look. He's sleeping on the. He's sprawled out on the floor right now. Like I can show you guys. I can't show them though. Look at look at that. Look at him. Yeah, he's a demon. It's a little dark because he's not in the light, but yeah, I see, I see the feetsies. Yeah, you see the feetsies. Yeah, I have a yeah. separate camera. Hello, that's a void scent, everybody. He's Pretty in the much. dankness. He's a void scent. He's in the dankness right now. All mm. right, overall, this is probably one of the most impressive like Final Fantasy related compendiums that I've ever seen, in terms of in terms of taking the lore of a game and putting it out mm. there. I like the Ultimanias. But I was far yeah. more invested in this than I was in any of the Ultimanias regarding the other games. I, Minus I, 13s. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this is this is easily the most uh, Can we get one of these for Final Fantasy XI now? Like, now that the shit's fucking done? Can we just... There were little, there were little books of Final Fantasy. Yeah, no, can we get literally Encyclopedia Vanna Diesel? Vanna Diesel? Vanna Diesel. Vanna Diesel? That's Vin Diesel's Vanna. cousin, Vanna Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you met my cousin, Vanna? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we get an encyclopedia of Vanadil, please? That's it? <laughs> this is like parrots are best. Ephes hates his fucking bird when he pecks at his nose. Oh, dude. I've got so many scars. I know. Uh, yeah, so it's awesome. And if you haven't ordered it, then you probably should. It's only, what, 50 US? And, well, if, and if it's out, get yourself on the waiting list. Yeah. Is it still 50 US? On yes, the, on it, the is, it is still 50 US. Right, Sly? Yeah. Yep. On the store. Yeah, i how much yeah. is shipping in the U.S.? Like what, the standard shipping? Like $7.99? $7.99. It's like $30 as soon as it has to go to Canada. Canada, I know. <laughs> Vanna Diesel. Even worse, in, even worse in Europe. Oh, yeah, Europe because it's, I think it's, it's made in the U.K. So if it's shipped anywhere outside of the U.K., it has to deal with international shipping costs. Getting, getting God it damn Brexit. I, I remember. In total, would probably cost you about 150 Australian dollars. Yeah, and um, I, I think inside of Europe, I think like a, the, the shipping cost goes up to like 60 bucks within Europe yeah. itself, depending on what country it's from. Um, $12 for two-day shipping. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there were more that were purchased today, but I think that the wait, I think it's a waiting list again now. I think they've sold out of all this, the second issue copies. If not, go fucking buy it right now. Yeah, they'll be running more prints, as many as they need to. Yeah, they actually had to tweet out that they were immediately like the day of it like two hours really? later like we're already we're already printing more like please yeah. we're sorry <laughs> we just and we didn't so, we didn't know so many people wanted to read this I know, that's, that's so good to see there's so many uh more people getting invested in law like when when i started talking about law there were like so few people that seemed to give a shit and it's just awesome to see that uh that more and more people are getting passionate about it so yeah. thank you pastor ethos <laughs> Pasta. pasta, 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 pasta. Pasta. Oh man, it's mm. good. Well, it's good to have you on the show for episodes like this at this because Sly and yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. If Sly had a book, he would have known what to do. 
but yeah <laughs> but you yeah. got to learn a little bit right that's true that's true how high are you out of 10 right now so nine Point three. Nine. Mm, okay. Point three. Nine point three. Yes. I just pushed your hype levels up a little bit, man. <laughs> you're supposed to get more excited I mean, when you're I saying, say nine. You're saying nine, but like the face you're giving looks like a six. Uh, no. It is more, more, more of a. Six. I yeah. I can't tell if he, if you're answering the question he asked about out of ten, or if you're just trying to do three times three in your head. Like I, it's the same levels of excitement. It feel like. Yeah, I'm all I'm all excited about that horse dick, man. Fight. That horse stick. God damn it! That in writing, please. Can I can I get just that clipped with no context? Yeah. Excited for that yeah. horse stick, please. Someone, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Your character's not. I might, I might I might switch to Alra just for that. An Alra mm. in the Golden Subagar, <laughs> and from what I've heard, an Alra in a Golden Subagar attracts a mighty fine horse. Oh, there you go. And you don't have many layers there between you and the horse. So yeah, you can... want a, you want a stallion? That's uh... no, no, no. So, he, so seeing gonna... so seeing Al Ra on ponies is going to completely change now because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna think, God damn it, you're married to that fucking horse. The thing is, you have to remember he's he can't marry a stallion. He's a male character. It's of the why, opposite sex. Why not? No, because that's it's, if he's going to be part of that tribe, it says opposite sex. That's bullshit. In the book. That's yeah. discrimination. That's that's how their that's how their tribe works. He can't get a so, stallion. That is so archaic. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sly. When 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 you next see an Alra riding a horse, you're just gonna uh -huh. think. Uh, yeah, an Alra riding the primal ponies. You you you're just. That's exactly of, what it is. You're gonna think of the uh, the other situation where the horse is riding the Alra. Pretty much. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, well, probably, probably not walking much. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably how they're doing. <laughs> wow! I'm glad I ended the show on that note. Considering yeah, we're pretty much in most show. No, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, man. All right. On that note, though, guys, like we said, go get on the waiting list to purchase the lore book if you haven't already. It's quite fantastic. Um, real quick, I want this on the show. Have either of you gentlemen been able to check out World of Final Fantasy yet? At this, I believe you don't have a PlayStation 4. No PS4. Someone sent me a PS4. How check, much does a PS4 cost in Australia? Details. Check my mailing details in the description below. <laughs> I'm not putting your mailing details in the description of the video. I will yeah. put your YouTube channel in the description of the video, however. Because of this thing, guys, and because of Ethis's increased internet potential which he said i believe you said you were getting new internet on monday monday yeah, monday something the that girl at the stream is going to be on the dot next reset reset next week see you on there. the dot so the second the servers reset mm -hmm. all right so you guys heard it at this is going to be streaming on tuesday at 10 a.m pdt that is 1 p.m edt and that is who gives you shit time, 7, Australia. Seven p.m. Australia time. <laughs> Seven p.m. Australia time. He is going to be having an inaugural stream. Inaugurable. 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 So. <laughs> and have an inaugurable time, you guys. Yeah, there you yep. go. Have an inaugurable time. Uh, so if you haven't already, uh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna start putting his Twitch chat in the description on the YouTube side of things. 
Um, if you guys don't know what his Twitch channel is, literally, if he types anything on our chat, you just click on his channel. He could also he or he could type it out himself, so you don't have to click on his name. You're and you, what you do is this is my guide to following him. You click on his name in the chat, and you just click the follow button instead of actually going to his channel. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and this is a man who has not used Twitch very often before. It's so, okay. We'll get you there, Athos. We'll get you there. We'll so. we'll get you there, my friend. We'll uh we'll give you some love on that day. Um, and on top of that, because of the because of the increased internet, he's going to be producing lore videos at a much more rapid rate. So be sure to follow the YouTube channel as well. And he will he's, have church every Sunday going through a book of the Eortia. Uh, I, you know how many people who have literally told me to do a video a day of me just reading a page of the book? It would be terrible. I know. It's like, uh, yeah. All I right, gotta, open up your books. You know what I'll do? Um, you know what I'll do? On day one, I'll read the ha first half of the index. On day two, I'll read the second half. <laughs> That is terrible. All right, today we're going to be talking about the first half of the index. Okay, so the first book is Heidelin. Praise be the Heidelin. It's on page I, I've, just, I've just received news, guys, that a PS4 uh, costs 60 Bear Force skins. What about, what about, what, how much is that in Bear Dicks? Uh, I'd say that's at least a dozen Bear Dicks. Just a dozen? Well, yeah, because the skins aren't worth as much as the dick itself. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's true. but the idea that you need to get five skins or or, or five skins per dick is a little strange. Mm -hmm. At the same time, yeah. Well, you thought would be equivalent to you know. Yeah, because I guess it depends because because you know they have different they have different uh, weight. Yeah. So the four um, skins have different weight. <laughs> no, between the dick and the four <laughs> skins, there's different weight. What? Oh man! Some chap oh, wants more Eorzea armoire, uh, yeah, which is something this book doesn't cover in two. Like it covers some of the armoire pieces, a but a little bit, a little bit. It gives it's more like the, it's more like the specialty weapons of the jobs, mm -hmm. like Hot Eclair mm -hmm. for Paladin, for example. Mm -hmm. All right. So on that note, guys, now we're gonna go into post show. Um, we have, we're not there yet, because um, we don't because we know Sly's not gonna play World of Final Fantasy till like Monday. I badgered him, by the way, Evan. He's got yes. he's, he's got important shit to do. It. He's got Dark Souls three to do tonight. He's got a trip. He's got trips for the rest of the weekend, and then next week, after he finishes Ashes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of State of the Realm. Hopefully, you found it enlightening. Hopefully, you want to purchase an a an Eorzea Encyclopedia Eorzea. I always say it backwards. Eorzea. I always say it yeah. an Eorzea Encyclopedia instead of Bloodstorm. Right. Yeah. It's Bloodstorm. It's Bloodstorm. So, Ethis, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You've already said when your stream will be, but uh, give them all the other info. All right, so you can find me on youtube.com slash ethisasher, twitch.tv slash ethisasher, and Twitter at ethisffxiv. You, Mr. Inconsistent. Excuse me? Mr. Inconsistent. Like, oh, yeah, it's all the same. Oh. Uh, look, if you if you look up Ethos on Google, I guarantee you those three will be, like, right at the top. So do that. Actually, don't do that, because that's probably false. Uh, let's that. see. Ethos Asher YouTube, Ethos Asher Twitter, Ethos Run, Run on Theme? That's me. Okay, those are the first. That's my lodestone. Yeah, that's your lodestone. Then there's your Patreon. Right. And then there's ethis.ch, which is a French oh. website. Oh, we need, we need and to then, get my Twitch And then immediately there. below that is an is a, a forum thread on ffxiv-roleplayers.com that says every 14 roleplayer really needs to know about Ethis Asher. That was on April 6, 2015. Mm. Holy shit, that's like 
a month or two after I started. Those guys are on the ball. So thank oh, you, yeah. Island Role Players. Those guys are fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. Check so out Island Role Players. Shout out to them as well. Shout out. All right, Sly, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at, although you'll be quite busy for the next few days. I want you to tell people about yes. that because that's exciting. Okay, you can find me on twitch.tv slash slyakgrayfox. You can find me on Instagram at slyakgrayfox07. You can find me on Twitter at slythefox. You can find me on Facebook, slyakgrayfox. Uh, you can find me in Plot 14, Ward 5 of the Lavender Vets. I'm just happy I'm coming to his head. Um, you can find me in, on Behemoth, Plot 14, Ward 5, Lavender Beds. Uh, yeah, a lot of things going on. Um, tomorrow, I will be heading over to Lenovo to meet the Lenovo Gaming guys. Um, so there will be no early afternoon stream. Uh, Thursday, I leave for Onicon in Galveston, Texas. I, I will be there with Mary, and we will be doing a Twitch panel. So if you are going to Onicon in Galveston, Texas, we will be there. Uh, and then I'll be back on Monday. Shout out to Lenovo Gaming, by the way, for the awesome yes. giveaways that they uh, that they had us promote for because they were partnered. If for those who weren't at FanFest, they were partnered with the Fan Festival event. They had a little section at FanFest itself, and they did some awesome giveaways. They gave away a laptop, they gave away copies of the game, they gave mm-hmm. away uh, they gave away stream tickets for the NA FanFest. Uh, they gave away some some accessories like mice and uh, and mouse pads and stuff. So big shout yeah. out to them for for helping us out, and hopefully you have a good time there. Yes. Sly. You have a good time there. All right, and I am the last guy who still has it because the glasses are Who cares? I'm just going to comb my hair while I, while I do this. Okay. Uh, you can find me, Mr. Happy1227, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Mr. Happy127, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. So um, fucking Jersey. Um, and then on top of that, for uh, my stream, I'm not doing anything fancy like him. The next thing I'm going to is PlayStation Experience in, uh, in Anaheim. And that's Ooh. December 3rd and 4th, so I'm not doing anything yep. fancy until then. Maybe I'll make a trip up to, like, L.A. or something at some point to, like, I don't know, do something else. But uh, I'm just going to be playing World of Final Fantasy for the next week, and it's fucking amazing so far. And I'm going to make a guide because I already found a power leveling spot about five hours into the game, and I jumped from level 11 to, like, 30 in about an hour and 10 minutes. So, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? it was a complete accident. I found it. I also found it. you can catch all the starter mirages there so if you because at one point you have to pick a starter and Mm -hmm. uh you can actually catch them all in the wild in the same power leveling spot so it's a great spot for pretty much all reasons and i'm going to make videos like that recommending grind spots and stuff like that so be on the lookout for those in the next few days as well as a let's play style thing on my channel also hit a hundred thousand youtube subscribers Woo! Woo! damn finally oh yeah boy that plaque coming not even fucking close. You want to know what's funny about the silver award, which is a hundred thousand? The person who they have, like they, you know how you know, most companies be like, earn this, and they have like somebody doing a pose or something cool. They use fucking PewDiePie. Like, why are you gonna use PewDiePie for the silver award? That mother, that, that motherfucker's got fifty million. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well that's cool. He he notices us, I guess. Like, hey, we want to take your picture for the silver version. How much the is that? A hundred thousand. <laughs> Is that, is that a number? Do you guys award hey. that? <laughs> Do you guys actually award that? Like, that's that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. You know? They just send him one of those like every week. Yeah, yeah like here you can give this away. To but that's an everyday kind of thing. Like here yeah. you go. I got like a hundred of these in my. Yeah, in, my in fact, in fact, when you apply for the YouTube Silver Award, they don't even ship it from like Google. They just have they just PewDiePie they just, just like PewDiePie sticks to it send you one. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. like. You just like he's like, oh yeah, go find PewDiePie at like a convention or something. He he's got him in his in his backpack. That's how you get it. All right. 
Well, anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. It'll be on YouTube and iTunes sometime tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to move over into a short post-show before Sly gets to his evening stream and Ethis gets to whatever he does for the rest of the day. <laughs> I might stream more World of Final Fantasy tonight. We'll see. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Next week is Palace of the Dead and Animal Weapons. Mm-hmm. I believe we asked Mary to be on that show again. I'll have to double-check with him. And uh, then A or Zivia the following. And then we have a special guest on November 15th, it's looking like, but I won't say who just yet. Uh, and then we would be doing Ash's show. That's going to be too far gone for Ash. I mean, No, it, the, the, the dude's got fucking two billion gil. It's never too far gone. <laughs> like, I mean, half the patch is pretty much over. By the time, it'll, it'll be another new way to make money. We'll yeah, see. Palace of the Dead will be a new way to make money. Exactly. Anyway, sure. we'll see you next time. And until then. Take care. Bye. See you next week. Also, I didn't change the outro, so it still says Mary on the outro. That's the one thing I forgot to do before the show started. I mean, it's the same person. Yeah, it's the same person after all. <laughs> so, like, I guess, honestly, it doesn't even matter. I, I just leave it right now. Jeez. Like that. Like, why change it, you know? Why even change it to anything else? There you go. Also, my chat is not wide enough. I, I need to go use the restroom real quick. So you gentlemen yeah. can entertain them for post-show. For like five minutes. I. Ugh. All right, after you want to talk about some more bear dicks?